0: Christmas happy Hanukkah happy whatever it is you are celebrating uh, it is the chair shop podcast holiday spectacular not only that folks it is our decade in review you the biggest the most jam-packed the most the most the most CSP episode of CSP ever Right? Because I was thinking about this recently. Lads, I'm Barry, by the way, joined as always by Paul and Joe. They're over there. They're all excited. They got their hello. little lists ready and all that. Say hi, Paul. Hello. Say hi, Joe. Hello, hello, hello. I was thinking about this, lads, right? Uh, we are coming up to a decade of CSP. So I tell you, what better show, okay? What better show to, to recap the decade in wrestling and pop culture than this show that began... At the very beginning of 2010, February 2010 was our our first show, and in that time, we have um, I think we've all watched significantly less wrestling than we were watching back when um, back when we started doing this show. Yeah. Um, I think I seem to recall that when we started this show, us three and, and little Chris who and even when Chris who disappeared forever dead. Um, um, even when he left we were still we were still primarily a watch Raw, watch Smackdown, watch yeah. NXT, yeah. Uh, watch the pay-per-views read the news headlines and then I, I don't know at what stage because of course we are we are terrible historians we have terrible recollections of, of when certain things happened on our show uh, so look forward to this decade in review by the way um, <laughs> but I don't know at what point we started doing movie guff and stuff like that and then that took over half the show um but uh it has been a, a uh there, there's no there's no bigger indictment of wrestling in the last decade, in particular WWE, than the wear and tear it took on the three of us as fans. Um uh <laughs> and, people. A,
1: and I say we've all aged horrendously in the last oh, ten years. I'll tell you what, Barry, wait till you see the album artwork. <clears throat> <laughs> it's just There's, gonna be every we'll, we'll, every come back to that. Oh no.
0: I really don't want to see myself from ten years ago. Um <laughs> Is it gonna be one of those
2: the body and the face memes, but it's like also all skinny and then I'll fat after <laughs> it
0: not, uh, not many Some, <laughs> like that Alright. I look forward to it. Um So yeah, we've got all that stuff coming up. So we have wrestling decade in uh, review uh, stuff coming up, and we have uh, you know general pop culture, movie guff uh, in review. So we've got some awards to give out, but I imagine, I've, I've got my list here compiled in front of me. Um, some fairly standard picks, but I think there's many. I'm excited to talk about the possible contenders and the people who maybe mm-hmm. just missed out uh, as we reflect on this absolutely bizarre mindfuck of a decade. Uh, before we jump into all that, though, let's, is there any, any life guff anyone wanted to get out of the way? I, I assume we're all just... Um, uh, doing the last little bits and pieces for, for Christmas. Um, I uh, I went out with my pals there earlier today to get a, a, a feast at KFC uh, as me and my, my best pals do every Christmas Eve or the day before in this case. And we finished up our food. It was quite nice. Uh, and then he, uh, one of the lads says, "Oh, I have to, I have to just uh, pick up some selection boxes." Uh, he's going to his, his girlfriend's family, I believe, for um, uh, uh, Christmas. So he wanted to pick up some selection boxes to give to the, the, the wee children and all that. And so he went into the bed. Uh, I think it's the biggest Dun stores in Limerick. And my fucking god, my god! I thought we pop in, we'll get it, and and. And we'll we we'll pop back out because I was like, hey, eh, it's done. It's like everyone's done their shopping already. Nothing even closes on Christmas Day anymore. You can go to the shops like pe- people don't have to be stockpiling. We went in there, Jesus Christ! It was like people were playing Burnout the racing game with shopping trolleys. There was genuine, genuine gridlock. Like there was there was uh, mams giving out to their kids because they were pushing the trolley and like, no, it's blocked. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? The fuck is going on? Like, fair enough, we were in there getting the last minute purchase, but these people going in with loaded trolleys as if the world was going to end on the twenty fifth, and they were going to have to go into their their zombie bunker uh, and and hide away for for a month because they wouldn't be able to get anything. I mean, just absolute insanity. So I hope I hope you lads don't have to do any shopping, you know, this evening or tomorrow, uh, because it's just it is chaos out there. No, I'm finito.
1: No. F- Finished for a little while, actually. All done. Apart from, well, we went food shopping this morning, which was uh, hellacious. Mm. Um, But I just said as we went in there, I was like, look, it's just not going to stress out. It's going to be mental. Let's just be calm. We'll stick the trolley in a corner. We'll run off and get things, come back, put them in there. It wasn't too bad. Um, Checkouts were about three, four people deep. Uh, And people, it looks like people are running restaurants. You see, it, there was a woman in front of us who had six baguettes. Now, I don't know who needs six baguettes on the 23rd of December. <laughs> Has her entire French side of her family just suddenly announced they're coming over for Christmas? <laughs> don't know. But she had six baguettes and a fucking trolley for all the stuff. Um, but we're, we're done now. I'm just going to chill out tomorrow and uh, get ready for the big day.
2: Oh, I can't wait. For, I'm, I'm very excited for Christmas now.
1: Chris don't forget
2: christmas for me is tomorrow is it brazilian christmas 24th you do in not, the evening brazilian. huh you're not brazilian Uh Oh, you shouldn't be allowed in. You shouldn't be allowed in. He is normal. I talk he like Brazil. Oh, there's, there's
0: the classic CSP. You, you, uh, you, you've come
2: well, to I'm, a, I'm allowed
0: because me girlfriends are. Brazilian. Oh, because you know a Brazilian person. Okay. <laughs> Very yeah, <that's> intimately. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. right, I don't need to know that much. Calm down.
2: I tell you what. The Brazilians love when I do the little Brazilian accent. Oh, they yeah.
0: go, ah, oh, he knows it so well!
2: We do talk like that! It's like when you watch... It was
0: Scottish,
2: Ah, he knows so well! It's like when uh, when Des Bishop was a little Irish thick. They're like, he's always. he very. Be- I don't know what accent I'm doing <laughs> Brazil- <laughs> <laughs> there. Right, we'll, we'll quit while I'm ahead there. Never mind.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, Lord. Anyway. anyway, life golf. We've all we've all avoided the the, the Christmas mayhem, yes. uh, as as best we can so uh, do we want to jump straight into our awards here we'll save all our, our our typical guffs what we've been watching what we've been listening to what we've been playing save all that till after christmas i'd imagine you know come the uh, uh, come the new year edition of uh, of csp we're going to have a, a big bounty of of things to discuss because i'll tell you what lads i i got a load of games out of my, Chris- my christmas bonus at work i've a mountain of them to talk about i still have not seen the star Wars, so we cannot talk about the star war yet okay. um
1: what so so we might...
0: Uh, I was hungover, couldn't go. <laughs> um,
1: uh, uh, oh yes. <laughs> Such a uh, bad new freak. He
0: wouldn't
1: get it. He won't get it. Uh, what? He
0: hasn't seen it, he wouldn't get it. So sorry. Oh, sorry. I, uh, the little, <clears throat> is it a little CGI lizard thing? I also yeah. haven't seen it, so I don't know. Oh, you haven't
2: seen it either? Oh. I, I work, lad. Working the whole time. Oh, what, what do you work from from twelve to twelve? What, what... <laughs> I did uh, seven to six today, <laughs> to give you an idea. that seems silly. Yeah, we're well, like I stuck in a car Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Talk fucking forever, Anyway,
1: Christ. let's talk about twenty eleven. Ooh, everyone wants to hear about and probably some matches that happened then or something. Uh, right, yeah. what should we do? First award. Uh, so, should we say we'll go non wrestling first? But we haven't run through the, the, all the awards yet. Should we just let people know what? They're yes, talking? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got um, four non wrestling awards. So we've got album of the decade, game of the decade, TV show of the decade, and movie of the decade. Um, we've then got six um, wrestling awards, which are selected from our normal categories, but we've kind of slimmed it down. We don't want to do all of them because uh, we remember all the worst tag teams from the last ten years. Um, so we've got the flop of the decade, the stupid idiot of the decade, formerly the uh, mong of the decade award, <laughs> um, moment, moment of the decade, match of the decade, show of the decade, and total package of the decade, or oh, the big one. So um, should we jump into one of the non-wrestling ones? Yes, please. Barry you you're
0: uh let's uh let's start with the one i think i have the less uh the least uh 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 insight on so i'll be very much deferring to, to to you two on this what do we do with album of the decade um between 2010 and uh whatever date this is the 22nd or the 23rd of december 2019 oh, in the next week
1: because Nothing's coming
0: out.
1: No, yeah. no, no. less Kanye drop something in the next three days. Or oh, Prince comes back to life. Um, album of the Decade. This is a, this is a tricky one.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I kind of relied heavily. Well, I, kn- I actually knew what my album of the decade was. There's one album which I listened to um, consistently over the last... It came out in 2014. Um, I've been listening to that a lot. So I knew what that was. But I had to kind of look through the rest to kind of jog my memory, and there's been a lot of good stuff this year, um, from the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, uh, and others. Mm. Um, I'm going to give a few honourable mentions. Um, good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar, um, which came out right back in, what was that, 2013, I think. Mm. Um, good album had uh, Bitch Show no Kill My Vibe, and uh, Swimming Pools and other, other great tracks. That was good. Um, Coexist by the XX. Um, another oh one of those yeah albums, which was great great follow up to their first album. Hmm. Um, Days are gone by Heim, uh, who are a wonderful girl band whose album I absolutely loved. Um, Taylor Swift, 1989. Now, not a big Taylor Swift fan. She's a bit of a plonker, and to be <laughs> honest, most of, her, most of her music's been shite. Um, but something about that album, I thought it, it just landed really well. I had some absolute bangers on it. Hmm. Um, style, Blank Space, um, and others. Uh, and, of course, a collaboration with Kendrick Lamar. Um, very early on in the decade, 18 Months by Calvin Harris. You know, I do like my dance music. Mm-hmm. Bit of a guilty pleasure, but, yeah, that was full of bangers. Um, but my album of the year goes to... Of, of the um, decade? So, my album of <coughs> of the decade goes to uh, Larue. Trouble in Paradise. Oh, I did not th- see that coming. Which was her second studio album. And an album that I've just continually listened to every year after year since it came out. Um, I've listened to it. And I kind of judged albums of the year by the, the entire album. So, an, so, a piece of work where I've kind of listened to the whole thing and I would happily listen to the whole thing through and through. Um there's been a lot of great songs from you know Kanye or Grimes or people like that that I love but not a whole album where I say I could listen to that over and over again. But that is one that I that I absolutely love. So trouble in Paradise Bolivar. she's actually coming back with a new album next year, so I'm very excited for that as well. That's my pick. I definitely
2: think this is gonna be maybe the award that has the least amount of crossover between us. Because mm. while I feel like yeah. while I feel like the three of us like similar kinds of movies tv shows games i think we have very different music tastes so maybe you two will be close enough and then i'll be like oh um shit face but um we'll see do you want to go ahead then barry uh
0: okay um so yeah i didn't listen to a whole bunch of you know new music this decade but um uh some of the ones i liked uh joe mentioned i did also enjoy um hosier's debut album i thought it was really tremendous uh in 2015 20- 15, 14, 14? Um, I thought that was really, really excellent, and I've listened to that a lot. Uh, but the uh, overall, the album I think I have listened to the most that came out this decade, that I think is, is essentially perfect from top to bottom, uh, was Damn by Kendrick Lamar, uh, which is a really, 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 really excellent album. And that's my pick.
2: Very good. Uh, right, well, I've got a few... Um, honorable mentions unfortunately Shitface did not make the list uh, so I'll go through it's mostly a mix of kind of rock and hip hop I guess that's kind of the way I've leaned this decade um, I really enjoyed and hey don't, don't worry if you don't know know these <laughs> that's okay you might check them out someday um, I really enjoyed Franz Ferdinand's Right Thoughts, Right Words, Right Action I think that was the last good album they made. I wasn't really a fan of their last mm. one. But I, I remember I saw them live very shortly after that album came out. I thought it was a really good pop rock uh, fusion. Really, really catchy. Before, which is why why I kind of started liking Friends Ferdinand in the first place when Take Me Out came out. Um, they've kind of gone in a more slow direction, uh, mm. which a lot of bands have lately. And I'm not a super big fan of that. They've kind of moved away from what brought them to the dance. Um so to speak. Uh, I really enjoyed, everyone knows I like Ghosts, Ghosts Prequel album, which came out last year, I really loved. Um, Are they?
1: uh, they, Is it rock? What
2: is it? They are, yeah, like a, I I guess they're more of a, a a poppy rock than even metal. People think, I think, think they're a metal band. They're certainly elements of metal, but they're kind of a, a catchy rock band. (laughs) I think they could be a bit misleading in their appearance. Um, I really like Tenacious D's Rise of the Phoenix. Really didn't get on with their post-apocalypto, but that's okay. don't like, need to like everything. Uh, I really loved Chad Ginsburg's rock and roll alibis. I liked a lot of Kanye stuff he brought out this decade, specifically my beautiful dark-twisted fantasy Jesus yeah. and Jesus is King. I really didn't care for Life of Pablo or Ye. Mm. Uh, shout out to Barry Murphy on this one. I oh. loved, loved frank fields um ep uh under yes
0: yeah I, yes I, excellent
2: one of my easily one of my most listened to uh records of the decade um i've probably listened to that ep mm. 200 times <laughs> something like that it's it's tremendous wow. uh yeah album of the decade ultimately comes down to two albums and i did have to pick one over the other so in runner-up position is uh am by the arctic monkeys Uh, which the more I listen to it, the more I just absolutely love it, especially those two opening tracks, the one-two of Do I Want to Know and Are You Mine. (laughs) Fucking tremendous. Uh, But the winner of my album Mm. of the decade is Mm. Ghost uh, with Meliora, which um, again, I just think from start to finish, I love it. I was at a point in my life I didn't think there was going to be a new band that I kind of got into as much as I did with Ghost and it was that album that did it. Was, it's absolutely tremendous. It has all their best songs on it, um, especially the deluxe version which you have on Spotify which has Square Hammer, which was not on the original one. Uh, oh, it's a good listen.
1: Hmm. Good choice. Yeah. I was um, reading a lot of top album lists try and Hone Down My Choices and AM by Arctic Monkeys. I think it was number one. No, but someone had his number one album of the decade and i don't think i've listened to it at all oh uh, those first two tracks are
2: so good especially do i want to know so catchy tremendous. Again and but then it. like Franz ferdinand their last album is cool. kind of slow and boring like they, they've kind of again moved away from what mm-hmm. made them what they were you know like that not angry but that energetic sheffield swagger you know they yeah. don't quite have that as much anymore which is a shame but Whatever.
0: Cool. And that is our album of the decade, a good decade for the out of music. And we all got onto Spotify this decade. That was good. Uh, I think that's technically the end of last decade, but whatever. Um, Yeah, good service. I I don't even listen to that much music and I I, I have never canceled my Spotify subscription since I got it. So um, Yeah,
1: so, yeah you got all your podcasts on there as well.
0: That's it, yeah. Uh, you can listen to the... No, can you listen to us on there? Probably. Ooh, if, you can. Uh, absolutely. So Just one app. Just one app for your music and your podcast. That's a, the type of life we're living. Anyway, we'll jump in to our next award. I'm work my way up here from the bottom of the list as I have it. And we will chitty chat about the game of the decade. Uh, now, this is interesting because the decade in corp- encapsulates... Kind of like two generations, yeah. um, because we had five years of the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and then five years of the Xbox One and the PS Four and the Switch, uh, the Wii U in there as well. Um, uh, and so yeah, very, very, you know, very weird because typically that's how that's how your 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 gaming uh, rankings would be would be typically doled out. But uh, so uh, there has been so many contenders. uh, uh, For this, uh, uh, for me personally, um, ones that I've raved about on this show. uh, I would be remiss not to mention Hitman 2016. Uh, which obviously I raved out sank God knows how many hours into uh, absolutely loved it I know Paul that eventually got on the bandwagon uh, uh, a little bit later uh Titanfall 2 I absolutely loved that's I believe that's still free on PS plus now for like another weekish so as you're listening to this if you've not played Titanfall 2 and you have PlayStation plus grab that uh the first Red Dead redemption came out this decade uh so that would be uh twenty ten so that was uh absolutely unbelievable of course uh to um, uh we had the uh, charted series we had mario odyssey we had zelda breath of the wild oh my god we could just go on and on and on, and on forever i'll just uh i'll wrap it all up by, by you're know, giving a fairly obvious pick but my game of the decade was the last of us uh it was something um uh it was something i play i played obsessively when it came out i beat it in a weekend a sleepless weekend i then started it over again i played it about five or six times through i got the platinum trophy and on ps4 uh and played through it again on that uh, it, i've talked about it loads over the course of the decade uh on this show uh absolutely love it just every facet of it i love the way it looks it sounds the story is i just think so powerful and i think it plays tremendously as well and i i, I look forward to the sequel next year uh, yeah so that would be my pick for the old video game of the decade do you want to go
1: or do you
2: want me to? Uh, I can go. um Yeah, I mean, it's it's a healthy mix of of everything here. I think you have PS3, PS4, Switch, Wii U, iOS. I even have it here, so a little bit of everything. Um, yes. Honorable mentions: Barry already touched on the the really incredible story mode of Titanfall Two, which I still think is one of the best, if mm-hmm. not the best, single player game on that console. Um, I will also say, despite the the flaws, I had a really great time with Skyrim and, and especially Fallout Four. Um, playing that with Natty and singing the songs from the the radio, the old twenties uh, and thirties style. You know, show tunes. I I really, really enjoyed that game. Uh, I really enjoyed my first Assassin's Creed, which was Origins. I thought it was a really great move into a kind of accessible RPG. Um, had great multiplayer fun with Rocket League and Mario Kart 8, which I probably already played Mario Kart 8 somewhere in the range of two 300 hours. Uh, <laughs> loved What the Golf this year on iOS. Uh, that's coming out on Switch or... Is is out or is immediately coming out? That's definitely worth a play for anyone who has a Switch who doesn't have an iOS device. Uh, speaking of Switch, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, what a what a year that was! Oh my god, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, and then my own little favorite uh, PS4 experience, although maybe a little bit too short. Uh, what remains of Edith Finch? I absolutely adored. But my game of the decade is two games. Um, because the, the second one is kind of just an expansion of the first. It's not really a new game. Um, and Barry Barry mentioned already as well is Hitman 2016 and Hitman Two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hell yeah! Talk about sinking hours into a game. I would, without exaggeration, say that I'm probably a combined 250 hours into those games. Um, Jesus, Jeez. just. So much fun and endlessly replayable. Um probably that like first um like Paris level in the first one. Fifty hours easy. <laughs> just just on one level. Oh, it was so much fun figuring yeah, out. I, yeah, that first level oh, I adored it. Even the little training level you do, I probably played for about twenty hours. And that's just the prologue. Mm-hmm. That's not even the game. Oh, just again yeah. there are you know it didn't get the best reviews necessarily but uh god i didn't have as much fun playing anything as i did those those two games and i'm still not even finished hitman 2 i'm
1: still playing it tremendous mm. um well, this will be a quick one for me as, as regular listeners know um i don't play games i've, play, I've got a grand total of three games um, from this past decade, mm-hmm. uh, so honourable honorable mentions go to Doom, uh-huh. um, yes, which was re- great. <laughs> it's One of the the only modern, like what I would call modern games I've played because I haven't owned a console since the GameCube. And although I do play, you know, quite a few PC games, I've not played anything that's kind of been released in the last sort of few years, mm. uh, except for Doom. But that was just brilliant game brilliant experience and even a novice like me was able to to play and enjoy it um other honourable honourable mention goes to uh Egg Inc uh which is a game I've mentioned many times on here and given my game of the year um several times as well which is a game it's an idle mobile game where you run uh chicken farms and have to lay eggs uh, I've been playing it for about two and a half years now <laughs> uh, um what what I love about it is it's so so many mobile games I end up deleting after a few weeks because of the adverts and the um, the the you know the monetization and everything. Um, but this is one where it really doesn't shove that in your face. It kind of just lets you play and it does have some upgrades and stuff, but it's, it's just a lot of fun and you kind of get stuck into it. Because it's idle, you can kind of let it go for a few weeks and then come back to it. It's just a very well-made game, very, very fun. Uh, but my game of the decade uh, is going to go to a game that came out fairly, fairly early. I think it was twenty, yeah, twenty eleven, April twenty eleven. Um, it is Portal Two. Ah. Um, came out quite a while ago now. People probably forget it was this yeah, decade. But that, um... that might have even made my list if I'd
2: remembered
0: it. But it was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big... I, I have not played Portal 2. It's one of the big... One of the you big oversights. Yeah, I, I bought it when I got my new laptop this year that I'm currently doing this show from. So I own it. Maybe I'll, I'm bringing my laptop to my man's. Maybe I'll, I'll rip through it there over Christmas. Um, God, yeah, I forgot that was this decade. See, it was, a, it was a weird decade because when we were... When I was thinking about these awards, I was just kind of thinking, like, PS4 games and stuff mm. like that. And I was like, oh, no, beginning
1: of the decade, that was there that was a... Yeah, wow, Portal 2. That's a great call. Yeah, so I had a huge amount of fun playing that game, you know, combining kind of action and and puzzle. Um, Great voiceover work from Mr. Stephen Merchant as well, unforgettable performance. It's a really great game. Um, Another honourable mention that just sprung to mind, as we were just talking about, and a massive oversight was, of course, as well, Rocket League. Yes. Which is probably other than Egg Inc. was probably my most played game of the decade because I was getting pretty good at Rocket League. Well, I'll say good, not like I could actually beat anyone who's like a full-time player, but you know what I mean. I could I could fly around a bit and score some goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rocket League, another great game. Uh, I'm looking forward to now that I'm in the new house, getting my PC set up again and getting back into a bit of Rocket League. Um, yeah, a few good, few good games there uh, from my kind of brief experience game of the decade
0: yeah that was it was a it was a, tr- it was a tremendous day de- because also like in this decade we we did have the advent of like the phone games and and mm. just um yeah just a lot so it, it, it was a very crazy all-encompassing um uh, uh decade but yeah i think i think we we did quite well there to touch on a little bit of everything yeah. uh on that that's a that's a good collection of awards there all <clears throat> So, uh, going back up, we have the next award from 2010 through to 2019: the television show of the decade. We love our telly here on uh, CSP. I think we watched a decent amount of it. I think we've 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 I think we've covered a lot of bases in terms of what the three of us have watched um, uh, in the last ten years. Uh, so I will. Def- for two uh, Joe you just went so we we'll go Paul why don't, you, why don't you take the lead here on TV show of the decades
2: well I'm probably as Joe is with the games I'm probably the least uh experienced when it comes to the, the TV shows I watch very specific shows and don't really branch out as much I just don't have the attention span to watch that much TV unfortunately so I'm sure there are glaring emissions in here even with shows that I that i have watched um so i've gone for all the big hitters that even a little bit kind of whether they started in the previous decade and finished in this decade there are quite a few of those but um breaking bad obviously tremendous show Mm -hmm. although funnily enough once it ended i kind of i i don't think i've ever moved Mm -hmm. on from a show as much as breaking bad for as good as it was while i was watching it as soon as it ended, I was kind of like, "Okay, what else is on?" <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't hold that <laughs> love for Breaking Bad like I used to. Uh, weirdly, um, Lost uh, ended just in twenty ten. One of my all time favorite shows, but I can't I can't even though it's one of my favorite shows, I can't give it shout a decade because it was only on for like five months yeah. of the decade. That would be in case I, I don't ever mention uh, Boardwalk Empire. I thought was brilliant. Um, Rick, and, Rick and Morty, despite the backlash against it, I think it was kind of a, a much-needed jolt in the arm in terms of creativity for modern cartoons, uh, adult cartoons. Absolutely. Uh, Game of Thrones. Um, I never thought it was as good as a lot of people thought it was, but undoubtedly, it was kind of a, you know, a, a, a mainstream takeover of TV. You know, it was it was really a, a milestone in kind of this decade's TV so I I don't think you can't. I don't think you can go without mentioning it for a TV show of the list or TV show of the decade list. Mm. Um, I've also gone for The Soup which was a show that I absolutely adored which unfortunately ended Oh
0: I remember God I remember us slagging you about The Soup all the time That seems like a lifetime ago It's being brought back now
2: with a different host No thank you Um, I just this week by the way found a server that somebody on Reddit had which has all the episodes of Soup going back to 2007, so I'm watch- watching through them again because I love the Soup, very funny. Um, I also loved Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, <laughs> which is uh, an anime series which I very much enjoyed. Um, and second place, honorable mention, uh, Gravity Falls, which was a cartoon that I that got yes, a cartoon for kids that got me like invested like something like lost did you know
0: (laughs) i was like totally like what are the mysteries what's it gonna be um but my tv i'm still i'm still waiting for for an effing european blu-ray release of that they put out a big box set of it and it's it's yank region only i'm I'm fairly sure yeah absolutely i'm annoyed Loved gravity falls um i I think i think i think it's on that old uh, that old disney plus though so when when that comes over I'll, i'll
2: watch it all um, but my tv show of the decade is one that i think i'm the only person who's watched um i don't think either of you have watched it and i don't think probably <laughs> any of our listeners have watched it it's a little canadian tv show called nirvana the band the show and uh it's yes. hysterically funny it's kind of a mix of you know the kind of concepts that made ali g funny but in a in a real world experience. It's not quite, it's not quite candid camera because there is a story, there is a script to it, but it's, it's knowing that there's a realness to it in the sense of what makes like Tom Cruise's modern movies exciting is you know he's doing the stunts. This show has that, but also it's, it's hilarious. And uh, especially if you can get a hold of the web series, which started uh, the whole phenomenon and actually came a decade before mm. their TV show. It's on uh, Channel 4's on-demand service. It's so so funny. It's so so good. Um, it's just a shame more people haven't seen it because it's it's one of the funniest shows I've seen in any decade, not only this one.
1: I, I did watch the first episode. And what did you think um, of, it? Of, the, of the TV series? Yeah, it was a Jurassic Park one, wasn't it? That first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very funny. I just, did, I don't know, I just didn't get around to watching the rest of it, but it, it wasn't. I didn't like it. I think it's just.
2: Yeah, well, like well, I said, those
1: shows you kind of have to. I feel like I'd need to binge the whole thing. Yeah, um, otherwise I wouldn't. I think what makes it work it. as well is
2: watching the web series first is because they had no money and so it was all done very cheaply. Yeah. And then when they make the TV show, they have a bit of a budget, so it's a little bit blown up. But uh, God, it's so funny!
0: Oh, I love it. Cool. Good show, yeah. Uh, you, you sang the praises of that. It is, in fact, on, on Four on Demand. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to check that one out. Good pick there. Uh, what about
1: yourself, Joe? Do you want to go? Yes. Um, just for a start, I'd like to acknowledge the huge change in our TV habits that I think has occurred over the last decade. Because I remember back in kind of 2010, I was still downloading things. Yes. I was still downloading from Usenet and torrents and and direct download sites and things like that nowadays i never download anything anymore i can't remember the last time i downloaded a a tv show to watch whereas back in in 2010 it was like a full-time job
0: yeah i I don't know about you joe but now now my kind of thing is if it's not even on a service that costs money i can't be arsed downloading it for free because it's actually the most convenient option is for something to be on netflix or or a similar service well, yeah, but totally. well, I, I will download. And I think it. I. But if it's still yeah, if
2: if if, if it's available somewhere, where I can watch it like four on demand, I will watch it there. You know, I. But if there's nowhere I can go yeah. to watch yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. I gotta I, I gotta steal it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's the thing. Like I would have done that.
1: Um, yeah, you know, eight nine years ago um but and obviously they did you know the tv field companies did a, did a good job of shutting down a lot of the ways that it was that, a lot of kind of methods of getting hold of this stuff you know from using it, it used to get like 1080p really really high quality tv shows and everything um they made that much much harder so that was part of it but also like even now i could probably go and download the mandalorian if i if i wanted to i know where to get it but Can't be asked. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to get
2: it legally
1: in the next two three
2: months anyway, so it's.
1: I know. That's it. That's it. And it's like a couple of months away. I think that's probably part of it as well. Is that a lot of stuff like on Netflix, all their stuff goes up worldwide at the same time. So it's like it's not as much of a problem as it used to be, where you had to wait months or God knows where you would you know get hold of stuff. So anyway, in some of my TV shows, I'm going to also be controversial and say I don't think it's been a great decade for TV for me despite all the, you know, the launch of Netflix and Amazon Prime and Now TV and all these other streaming services, um, kind of going back through my list, there's some good shows in there, there's nothing that I think would be in one of my kind of all-time top lists. It's just, it's not been great. Um, Honourable mentions to uh, Veep, which is uh, a very funny show, but kind of went off the rails in the last couple of seasons. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a fantastic show, and I still think is very, very funny. Uh, kind of great characters, combines that kind of sentimentality with, with sort of slapstick comedy, really good. Silicon Valley as well, another very good show. Uh, Line of Duty, the BBC cop show, which was kind of very well-received, at least the first three seasons were great. Um, Inside Number Nine, which we've kind of talked about recently. Yeah. Um, some Although it's a, an anthology so, show, so it's a bit hit and miss. Some of the episodes of that are just like genius. They're you know, very hit. mind blowing when you first saw first saw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really hit. Um, uh, Black Mirror as well. That feels like it's been around for donkeys years, but I think it, it was twenty was it twenty eleven. The first Black yeah. Mirror with the yeah. the Prime Minister shagging the pig, which of course later came true. Um, yeah, that was December twenty eleven. So it was only eight eight years ago. Wow um it's so that's been great as well again obviously hit and miss but some of the kind of earlier seasons and particular episodes which is i thought brilliant some of the best kind of drama that's been on um kind of bringing that sci-fi kind of element and and although a lot of people kind of mock it for basically saying oh phones are bad or you know netflix is gonna kill you or whatever it's <laughs> In in certain episodes uh, about kind of technology and about the sort of way that affects our world, so that was good. Um, Honourable mention to Succession, which is a show that's only only the second season, but has kind of landed really, really well. That'll probably be a top one for next decade as well, I think, if it carries on the way it has. Um, Another honourable mention to Workaholics, um, which is a show I kind of discovered almost as it was finishing, Uh, but it's really, really funny, really kind of stupid, but also really funny. Um, The Trip with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon has delivered three fantastic seasons, Um, but my top three shows of the decade are uh, number three, American Vandal. Yes. Uh, So a show that only ran for two seasons on before Netflix um, cruelly cancelled it, but was just an absolutely fantastic show that kind of took documentaries in a completely new direction, uh, away from the fly on the wall and more into that kind of true crime style. And I thought both seasons were, were really, really fantastic. And the fact that it came back for a second season and managed to do something really amazing as well was kind of a testament to the the writers. That was that was fantastic. I'd recommend both of those seasons really highly. Number two is going to Nathan for you. Um, speaking of kind of innovative... Uh, groundbreaking, hilarious, cringeworthy, brilliant television. Uh, Nathan Fielder kind of took that, the Ali G kind of blending of reality and fiction um, to a whole kind of another level. Um, There's a lot of the stuff he's done. Uh, just a brilliant, brilliant show. I can't wait for him to kind of return on, on HBO. Mm. Uh, number one, though, I'm going to give it to Game of Thrones. That is going to be my TV show of the decade, despite the final season which was shit, no matter what people say. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, people can argue it, but it was shit. It was like the drizzling shits. Um, however, the first kind of, I don't know, four or five seasons, I just absolutely loved the, you know, the characters, the world, the, the, the twist, the Red Wedding and everything was just so good. You know, I was looking, every time there was a new episode out, I was kind of anticipating it. Even going into the last season, I was kind of anticipating finding out what would happen with the yeah, the mythology and see what happened to the characters and everything. So despite his flaws, it's still my show of the decade, Game of Thrones.
0: I think I think that's a fair pick. I mean, you can't deny the, the many seasons of, of great yeah. stuff uh, they did. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the ones uh, I wanted to uh, make mention of um uh, we're already given the honorable mention rick and morty a, a huge one um uh breaking bad i i think i'm i think i've remained high on breaking bad on like on, uh, you know on like paul who, who's kind of drifted a little bit from it. i rewatched it after uh, uh, with my girlfriend at the time who hadn't seen it before and i was just compelled going through mm-hmm. it again i mean it was just i i genuinely just think it's, i think that is one of the all-time greats uh, but i don't i don't think it i don't think it, uh, it, it Overall, wins uh, uh, for me. Um, but yeah, some, some other honorable mentions. At uh, the Good Place is really tremendous. That's mm-hmm. approaching its final episode, which I unfortunately is not going to come in. So th- that's going to be contained entirely within this decade, except like the last episode or two. Uh, but that's really tremendous. Um, uh, uh, Orange is the new black. Not consistent enough, I think. But uh, it had it had some great stuff in there. Uh, Broad City, tremendous, hilarious. Uh, uh you know again innovative and different um uh not you know the most uh, uh, not definitely not the most consistent show a little bit of a black mirror about this one but american horror story uh when that show was on it was really fucking on. i think the first two seasons of that uh are, are genuinely excellent i think season two is one of the best seasons of television um, I've ever watched. It's so stylish and weird and crazy and twisty and turny. I, I loved it. Uh, season one of Making a Murderer was uh, probably one of the most compelling uh, documentaries I've ever watched, for better or worse. You know, you, you can say the, 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 the trends that that, se- that that show kicked off. Uh, you can probably have a whole podcast just talking about that and the positives and the mm-hmm. negatives of it. Uh, the follow up, I didn't think, was great and all this other stuff. Uh, season one of Westworld. Um, that was that was some that was some good old fashioned banging HBO you know prestige TV. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, season one of True Detective. Oh my goodness! I mean, that is just that is just TV uh, right oh, there. But True yeah, my, yeah, my overall winner for season three as well. It was great. <laughs> But but the thing is, you're yeah. I actually didn't watch season three yet. But the thing is, I mean, it, it's hard to put at the top of this of you know this category when when it has that big fall off and it's not this consistent thing I like agree. a Breaking Bad or or like a like my pick, which is going to be Nathan for you, which uh, I think uh, already got a lovely rundown there from Joe. Um, uh, just just uh, uh, one of a kind show. I mean, really, really fantastic. Um, And again, uh, innovative and boundary pushing, taking pre-established ideas that we have in comedy and just going absolutely ham with them. Uh, So, yeah, absolutely love, Nathan, for you. Um, Yeah, so that is that is our uh, television show of the decade. You had uh, Nirvana, the band, The Show. Uh, Game of Thrones and Nathan for you Uh, so if you've not watched those uh, shows and to be honest I'd say other than Game of Thrones I think there's probably a good chance some of our audience has not watched uh, uh, Nirvana or Nathan Um, obviously we've been singing the praises of Nathan for you for quite a while but it's still uh, that is still a criminally slept on show and um, we talked about a lack of consistency I mean that is a show that not every episode was a winner but generally speaking that was a fucking great show uh, so yeah that is a TV show of the decade and we will move on to our last non-wrestling um, uh, award of the show here let's talk about da, 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 movie of the decade the turbo Oscar yeah. <laughs> the decade of decades <laughs> um again uh, much like much like the the, the gaming uh, uh awards uh, a, a batshit decade that almost feels like it's divided in two eras it just feels like mm-hmm. so much has changed I, like when you think of how kind of nascent the the marvel shit was in 2010 we'd had like two movies at that stage um uh when you think about star wars was not back i kind of wish it did not come yeah. back but, you know because it, cause it, it rotted everyone's brain but um,
1: uh, only, when did Revenge of the Sith come out? 2005, 2005 yeah, we are only yeah. 5 years removed from Revenge of the Sith the start of the decade.
0: and now uh, look at uh, us now, now another
1: 37 f- <laughs> movies have come out <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there were 2 Marvel movies released back then and now there's been about 70 and they keep telling us we're going to have to watch these television shows on the Disney gimmick and we want to keep up not a chance mate, <laughs> not a chance um but uh, yeah, uh, I think I said to the lads there, you know, off air, beginning in this decade, Christopher Nolan was still making Batman movies at the beginning of this decade. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like some of the some of the stars who who hadn't even come to the fore um, uh, uh, at this time. Just just a, an absolutely crazy decade um, uh, uh, with with so many highs and lows. Uh, I'll kick off on this one here um well given the given the the pop culture phenomenons we just referenced i would be remiss to not mention uh the last jedi the star wars the second of the new star wars films and, off controversial. Uh, Avengers. i so i rewatched that there last week and that that film is excellent so i agree i agree, I'm, I'm, I'm I, agree. I really it. like it <laughs> i i I I think bits of it did not hold up and the bits I was expecting to not hold up did not hold up but I think broadly I think it's a it's a wonderful Star Wars movie um uh and and to that end also you know I cannot not mention Avengers Endgame that just came out this year. Just an absolutely rip roaring. For all the cynicism about Marvel, that is a uh, kick ass, rip roaring, tremendous uh, action uh, uh, blockbuster. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll go to the other end of the spectrum, and then we'll talk about the movies that don't have CGI uh, uh, trees and talking, uh, <laughs> uh, and Bumblebee from Transformers in it. Um, uh, loved Moonlight, Rewatched Moonlight recently, absolutely incredible, uh, uh, really, really, really tremendous. Uh, in the interest of fairness, I also liked La La Land. It was good. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> um uh what else has there been um room was incredible um I actually just borrowed the book of room or someone I want to give that a a, a read um uh, try to think just uh, yeah I'm having trouble going further back into the beginning of the decade because mm-hmm. I oh i uh, spring breakers how could I oh how could I not 2011, 2012, Yeah, that was right at the beginning of the decade. Absolutely, a uh, m- mental impossible to comprehend. Still after all these years, uh, hard to summarize. But 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 a, a, an incredible trip, um, uh, inside out. Uh, pretty much all the Pixar efforts uh, um, uh, of this of this decade have been have been really tremendous. Um, was Toy Story three this decade? Yeah, yeah twenty ten. I think. Yeah, that was. This, uh, four, you know, good little movie. Not, 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 a, not a, a Pixar classic, but a good little movie. But three, three was, three was excellent. Um, um John Wick Uno, Dos, and Trace. Um, uh, would be remiss to not mention them. Um, I there's probably a, a ton more I'm forgetting. I mean, this is this is the difficulty of this. Uh, 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 I think this is probably the most difficult thing to summarize for the decade. Uh, because you could just sit here forever l- listing incredible movies. Uh, so I'll, I'll cut myself off here before before uh, I, I be go forever, and I'll just say my movie of the decade was Mad Max Fury Road. Um, uh, you know, I I, I talked about Hell uh, I talked about the two ends of the of the of the spectrum there. I mean, has anything else married this spectacle? and and uh just sheer awe-inspiring you know craziness of a, of a blockbuster epic but with just genuinely phenomenal filmmaking and 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 you know something that really really wows you um i can't remember i just i cannot remember being like looking like um millhouse playing bloodstorm i cannot remember a time <laughs> i looked like that more than when i watched this film um much much like the, Paul actually already referenced the whole Tom Cruise thing, um, which, shout out to those movies, Impossibles for coming out this decade, they were excellent as well. But you can, the more CGI uh, stuff we see these days, and as, as good as it gets, you can tell when a movie is being done in the most practical, real way possible, with as minimal bullshit as possible, and it jumps off. The screen uh, in a way that this movie does, and a whole lot of others don't. It's just absolutely phenomenal, and it it looks incredible. My God, it's just so 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 incredible to look at. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I think they fleshed out that world better than pretty much any of the films. Um, and just you know, iconic, unforgettable character designs like a Morton Joe and, and Furiosa. Those are those are iconic characters, kind of burned into your brain. Um, loved it loved it loved it um and i don't know how many times i watched it i think i watched it three times in the cinema i've watched it at least two or three times at home uh, uh on, on the old home video release and um yeah it's incredible so mad max fear road is uh, old barry's uh, movie of the decade uh and i will toss over to uh
1: joe oh well um strapping boys i've got a big list i've got about 15 honorable pensions and then my top 10 but I'll, i'm gonna i'm not gonna spend too long on i'm gonna race through firstly i'd like to say though does anyone remember argo i do i uh, did the the, uh, the the best picture winner affleck. in 2013 yeah remember that i completely forgot that existed that was when ben affleck was a serious director before he became a fat batman <laughs> and it, I just could completely forgot about that film. Yeah, but It was actually quite good, but yeah. It just won the, it won the Best Picture Award. That year. I know. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, so honorable mentions. Um, Get Out by uh, Jordan Peele, which was a fantastic horror movie, great kind of social themes and everything. Uh, it Follows, a very scary horror movie that I enjoyed a lot and was quite... A, uh, really kind of interesting, unique concept, which I don't think you tend to see anymore. You tend to see a lot of horror movies which are about creepy dolls or people going <laughs> like bang and making noises and things. Um, so that was really, really appreciated that um, kind of the gimmick of that movie. Um, Thor Ragnarok, which was just a rollicking good time. I uh, saw that in a cinema in Santa Monica while um, Michelle was at work one day and I was just sort of bumming around town went in the cinema, sat there on my own, no one else in the cinema, watched Saw Ragnarok, my favourite Marvel movie of, of this entire decade, kind of blew away everything else. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, which I thought was great. Michael Keaton, back in in comic book world, was was absolutely fantastic. Tom Holland, best Spider-Man ever. Um, kind of washed away the taste of Andrew Garfield that we had also earlier in the decade. I think it was what, 2012, that amazing Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, he came, Tom Holland came in and kind of blew that away um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse which was a completely sort of unexpected um, treat a delight um, soon need to rewatch that kind of want to be in the, in the mood for it uh, The Founder, speaking of Michael Keaton and his renaissance uh, a great movie where he plays the, the founder of McDonald's um, Mid-90s and 8th grade which I saw as a double bill back in the summer um, two absolutely fantastic movie, coming-of-age movies, uh, mid-90s from Jonah Hill, even though I'm not particularly interested in in skater culture and all of that. It was just beautifully shot and got kind of wonderful performances in there, in eighth grade as well. And The Irishman, which I saw recently. Um, I mean, I love Scorsese. I love De Niro. I absolutely love Joe Pesci. He's one of my favourite actors of all time. So him coming back was incredibly exciting. So that's big, big thumbs up. OJ Made in America, which was a, a doc, I think it was, I've seen it in TV show lists, but I, I thought it came out as a movie, I'm not sure, but anyway, that was a brilliant documentary about, about OJ Simpson, which goes into all of the stuff kind of before the murder trial which I didn't know too much about, about him being a, this kind of icon of, of sort of black America and being the first kind of black superstar to be accepted by white America and all this stuff, just absolutely brilliant yeah. uh, Philomena with um, the wonderful Steve Coogan and Judi Dench, yeah. um, oh, yeah. which was a, ch- a charming film, I'd say, um, and a wonderful kind of pairing. Uh, Drive with Ryan Gosling, which I don't think is—I think if I watched it now, I'm not sure how well it's aged. It had a brilliant soundtrack, really kind of cool film. Um, definitely a kind of would have been one of my favourites earlier in the decade. Uh, Room, as Barry mentioned, was a good one. Whiplash, yeah. um, the one with the kid, what's a drummer, and that. Um, Arrival, which was a fantastic um, sci fi movie, really, really smart, really good performances. One that I think I still need to watch several more times to, to fully understand. Um, There's something that was really kind of interesting and sort of movie that um, you don't often see now. Uh, Moneyball was another great one with, with Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, great performances in that. Um, but into my top 10, without further ado, um, I've ranked them in some kind of order, but. It, uh, It's not quite finalised, but it's a rough order. Number 10, Parasite. Uh, A movie that I saw just a couple of weeks ago on a plane. I think if I'd seen it earlier, or seen it a couple of years ago and had chance to rewatch it properly, it may be even higher, but um, this is a movie that I know Paul's seen as well in the meantime. Correct. And I think liked um, Gave her the old so I, 10 I, out of 10. I don't respect too much about the movie. Yeah, the old 10 out of 10. Um, I won't talk too much about it because I think it's something you should just watch without knowing too much about, but a great movie. Agreed. Uh, number nine, Dark Knight Rises, which uh, a lot of people didn't think um, was quite as good as The Dark Knight, but I actually just really like that movie. I think I like Tom Hardy's performance a lot. Uh, number eight, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, um, which was... Delightful and kind of unexpected. Although a lot, it was very fan service and nostalgia heavy. I just kind of loved all the new characters. I thought they were really did a good job with them. Even you know BB-8, who could have been a kind of annoying you know robot that existed to shift toys, I thought was actually really really well done. Um, Number seven, The Queen of Versailles, which is another documentary, which was about the financial crash and the effect it had on this incredibly super wealthy 1% family, which was absolutely fascinating kind of look inside uh, wealth, inside that world. Um, Skyfall, which Mm -hmm. to this day remains the only kind of James Bond movie, which I I actually love. I was never a big James Bond fan until I saw that movie, but that was just fantastic. Um, Brilliant performances, stories. Everything about it was great. Uh, number five, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, another Scorsese movie. Kind of his modernisation of Goodfellas, in a sense. A lot of similarities. He didn't nail it quite as well as that, but um, a fantastic kind of look at sort of 80s, 90s uh, Americana and Greed and everything like that it was fantastic. Number four, Spotlight. Um, the movie about pedophiles. Uh, <laughs> into my top three... So, number three, Cabin in the Woods. Oh. oh, of course. Um movie which we did we did do the um, director's commentary for. We? Yes, actually, we did. I completely forgot about that. that. No, that's a great listen. Yeah. So, that is, I've watched that many, many times. And I just think, even though it's... Once you kind of know what's kind of going on in the movie, you think that would sort of undermine it a bit. But I've found on rewatch, i enjoyed it kind of every time just as much. Really kinda of smart, funny movie that sort of deconstructs horror. Number two, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Um, Barry's already um, you know, praised it to the hilt, but just just basically showed you what an action movie should be. After what I feel, you know, quite a long time of not having just a p- proper smart, beautiful looking action movie. And then Mad Max came along. was just like, well, here's you call that an action movie? This is an action movie. <laughs> uh, so I can
0: see, see a paid knifey action movie
1: before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but just, oh, just brilliant. Brilliant movie. Um, but number one, I've had to go with the movie that I think I've watched most. I of think I of know what is this is going to be.
2: I think I know what this is going to
1: be. I think be. you might know what it's going to be. It's, it features a lot of actors whom, whom I really, really like. The, so the cast was fantastic. I really struggle to kind of pin down what it is about the movie that I don't enjoy. But it it just all kind of comes together um, for me in that whenever I kind of see it on Netflix, I think, oh, yeah, I want to watch that again. (laughs) Um, And that is The Big Short. Oh, yes. Movie about the financial crash and the people that kind of bet on it happening. Uh, So Brad Pitt, Steve Carell, probably, I think, his best ever performance. He's brilliant. Um, Brad Pitt's great in it Christian Bale's great in it uh, Ryan Gosling lots of other great supporting um, actors in that as well and it it, kind of had a lot of the tricks that um, what's the director's name I can't remember now wasn't Adam McKay Uh, Adam McKay yeah he went on to do um, Vice as well which tried to kind of recreate a lot of it and just didn't work kind of fell flat for me but this this was absolutely fantastic so big, big short my movie of the decade, but with Mad Max, not too far behind. Oh,
0: God, two two uh,
1: great, great lists. That's so a
2: tremendous Yeah,
0: I tell you what, I'm looking forward to to hearing what Paul has because I think listening to you know trying to remember my own list and then listening to to Joe's, it's it's been an incredible decade. I mean, the the scope of all the and the uh, and the, the the types of great movie that came out uh, this last ten years. I think it dwarfs any of the other great TV shows, games, or wrestling shit that happened. I mean, it's just been a great, uh, great movie decade.
2: Yeah. Right, yo. Let's get started. Um, So, I'll go through a few that have already been mentioned. So, obviously, I think it's been a great decade for kind of smart horror movies. I think that's kind of what I'll remember most about this decade. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The Babadook, I absolutely loved. Uh, Mother. Darren Aronofsky's uh, Bible allegory, I absolutely thought it was just a, like a perfect nightmare of a film. Um, it follows already mentioned. Um, I actually, I really liked, although I wouldn't have it in my like top top. I really liked the first part of it. I thought it was mm. very well done, if a little bit long. Um, uh, I loved everything Denis Villeneuve made this decade from. Yeah. Priz- oh, prisoners, Sicario, man, Enemy, oh my god, Sicario, Blade Runner, twenty forty nine, Arrival, like five excellent films there. Like, Tremendous. you can't go wrong with a deli- a Duneville deli- love movie. I tell you, and all different kinds of movies: mm. thrillers, sci-fi, uh, sci- psychological thrillers, uh, everything, everything, uh, sequels, the blockbusters. I don't know everything. Um, uh, also. I really like Damien Chazelle's first three movies. Barry mentioned La La Land already. Whiplash. First Man is also as good as those two movies. So if you haven't checked that out, that's worth it. Mm. Uh, I would say Birdman as well. I really enjoyed. I actually saw Birdman and Whiplash on the same day. Uh, that was a nice little double feature. Uh Yeah, it can't go movie the decade without mentioning the Marvel movies for me. I think it's interesting the three of us have three different favorite movies from that series. And that, again, goes to speak about the quality of that series. Mine was Avengers Infinity War. Um, I thought it was just a more interesting, Mm. tighter Mm. film than Endgame. Um, John Wick 2, especially, I think was the best, uh, slickest action movie of the decade. Um, just behind mm-hmm. the raid, mm-hmm. obviously, I think the raid is the best action movie of the decade. Um, I saw Parasite, as Joe mentioned. Won't say too much about it, other than it's easily uh, my movie of the year. <laughs> um, if if not very high up on my movie of the decade list, I oh, gotta check that out when that comes out in the uh, in cinemas. Uh, Force Awakens was mentioned. Absolutely loved that. Still do uh, like the Last Jedi. Don't think I liked it as much as Force Awakens, though. Uh, the Mission Impossible trilogy, which came out. Loved all of those. Um, Spring Breakers, Get Out were mentioned already. Cabin in the Woods was mentioned already. Um, I really love Joker. I wonder if that's just a bit of a recency bias, but I really enjoyed mm. it. I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. Mad Max Fury Road. I'm, I'm curious to see how that hel- that holds up. Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road, of course. Um, Moonlight was already mentioned. A couple of really great documentaries. Especially minding the gap and free solo, I thought were excellent. Uh, Snowpiercer, I loved. Um, same director as uh, Parasite, so if you haven't seen that, definitely worth checking out. Ex Machina, I loved. Uh, Escape Plan, which is kind of more a guilty pleasure, but Arnie and Sliced Alone in the two thousand tens, making a good movie. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Um, and then, what? and then, Good Time with. Uh, Robert Pattinson is also an excellent film. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, so getting to the final three, uh, we'll, we'll go with The Master with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Just an excellent movie. F- Philip Seymour Hoffman, shame he's gone because he was so, so good in that. Actually steals the show from Joaquin Phoenix and not many people can say they've done that. Uh, and second place, my beloved film, Little Nebraska, The Little Train That Could. Um, just... <laughs> Talk about, <laughs> talk, talk about a charming movie, just so lovely and so funny and so great. Um, but my favorite movie of the decade, I don't think has been on either of your lists, which is funny because it was a huge movie when it came out. It might just be so long ago. But Barry, I think, touched um, touched on it when he said the merging of, like, Blockbuster with, you know craftsmanship and an intriguing film although this one's very heavy on the cgi as well i just think i love the the concept of it and i thought it was just done so perfectly 2010 it came out so it's already nine and a half years old christopher nolan's inception
0: <laughs> oh that's that snuck through that snuck through it did
2: still my favorite I, I don't wow. know I just every time I watch it I, I get little I just t- get totally into it. and I think the idea of the movie was so good some people will say uh, Paul that's a rip off of some I don't care this is this movie is the one I saw and I loved it and all the buildings um, bending and I, stuff yeah
0: it's great <laughs> Yeah, whenever, whenever people try and tell me, oh, well, the problem with that Christopher Nolan movie is I uh, have the logic in this. Oh, I, oh, are you a girl? Shut up, idiots. Oh, I don't care about any of that. <laughs> that's not what it is. No, we, we that's 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 the, those movies are, are, are beyond those sort of things. And that might sound like a cop out, but it's true, because also you uh, I thought I forgot Inception was this decade. I thought you were going to say Interstellar. Which I would have been alright with you saying as well. Not quite as good, Interstellar. But Inception is
2: just so clever, isn't it? And also, I was in Interstellar with my big beard. (laughs)
1: Actually, yeah, I forgot about Interstellar. I would have had that on my list as well.
2: I still have the problem with Interstellar where... um, and Maybe it was intentional, but if it was, I don't get why. When... Very mild middle-of-the-film spoiler when little uh, Michael Caine is on his bed telling Matthew McConaughey to go to space or whatever, and he's like and I can't (laughs) hear what he says because over his dialogue. Oh, Nolan, what are you doing?
0: (gasps) (laughs) It's look how loud I have to yell the movie.
2: (laughs) Doesn't quite work when someone is doing their, their best Yoda Return of the Jedi,
0: another Skywalker impression,
2: you know? Then I want to hear what they're saying. It's probably important. Yeah.
0: On to the wrestling uh, awards. Ooh, what a collection of awards that was! Now we will move on to the professional wrestling awards. What a shitty decade it was. <laughs> um, um, do we want to? Do we want to kick things off with with our shitty awards? We'll start with Flop, an idiot. Will we start with Flop? Yeah.
1: Should we separate them? We do flop and then something else. I don't know. Show of the decade or something, and then. Okay, I will tell you what. Yeah, let's let's do let's do flop,
0: let's do moment. Okay. We'll do show, and then we'll do stupid idiot, and then we'll do total package. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, match, match, and then. Oh, Pollux I didn't even put match. Shit. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go show of the decade, match. Of the decade As
1: you can tell, listeners, we prepared okay, there we go. for this.
0: Alrighty then <clears throat> uh, let, Let's kick it off here with Flop of the Decade This is a fun one uh, So uh, you know, if you're a new listener You haven't heard one of our year end award shows Before Flop of the Decade is exactly as it sounds Every year we will talk about the flops of the year uh, You know a, a wrestler, a show, a concept An idea, a whatever That uh, although More often than not Just a wrestler um, that, that someone tried to make happen uh, And it just was a Spectacular failure. Um I can't think of any of the previous winners, but you'll you, you'll get the general idea. Um I, well I I mean some of the I mean let me think some of the um some of the things uh, flop of the decade well on the one in the earliest episodes episodes of this show, uh Restilicious. Um <laughs> I which remember lottery lottery winners um uh, all lady promotion um all wheels wrestling which was a thing jeff Jarrett uh, era tna films that i don't think ever saw the light of the day to that end global force wrestling which um i get also had loads of well, not loads but they did they did a weekend of tapings um and what became of those uh uh, uh tapings well Jarrett came back into the, the the impact fold sold them the library and then fell out of the impact fold so now they're just sitting on impact's uh streaming service that no one pays for um uh oh what else could we sin cara. say to... sin cara excellent the ori- the original sin cara now. um I mean, obviously, the, the the other fella who became Sin Cara, he had a you know a, a long a long tenure in WWE. But he had the uh, uh, Mis- Mystico, who is now back in in Mexico as uh, is he Carístico now? Is that who he is? Or yeah, I think yeah, I, that, yeah. I think so. Anyway, a ma- massive massive star in Mexico came to WWE and just uh, just uh, failed left, right, and centre. Uh, it had its moments of of success, but I would probably say Lucha Underground. I mean, just pissed away a lot of their goodwill, nobody watched, nobody talked about it, and it, it it, basically, at the end of every season, would occupy this space where you wouldn't have a fucking clue if it would ever be back. Um, uh, so those are just some of the examples that come to my mind, off the top of my head. But my flop of the decade, a flop that I think, again, just coincides with the history of this show so well, my flop of the decade is alberto del rio um one of the in, in a decade where wwe bollocks up about a million pushes this is a guy really you could tell they wanted this man to be huge they wanted this man to be the next Rey mysterio jr as evidenced by the fact that he beat him in his debut episode of smackdown uh, and through a combination of WWE incompetence and his own shortcomings, um, it never worked. He left the company once. He came back. It didn't work again. He left. He's flittered around with all these other uh, secondary and third tier promotions, kind of having his way with with um, with with these companies, insisting he be pushed as a star and, and being verbally critical of them. And just he has he has um been a big fish in a small pond in a lot of places winning titles in small companies um but but never amounted to the major league pro wrestling star that he was he was touted to be at the beginning of the decade uh, i cannot think any, uh, of anyone better for this award uh, than alberto del rio so um flops off to you sir uh, <laughs> and uh, and um and also, uh, just you know, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, got uh, knocked the fuck out by seventy-year-old uh, Tito T- Ortiz, <laughs> uh, who, who was who was rocking the maga trunk. So not only not only did Del Rio lose, but he let down his entire uh, nation. So good for him uh, in his own in his own fucking promotion as well, I believe. Why did he book uh, himself to go over? I know, yeah, what an was, idiot. Well, he give Tito the old. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, this is my company, my my country. Can can we, can we can we not do a DQ and then a roll up tomorrow night or something? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's flap with the decade for me, Alberto Del Rio. Well, I don't want to uh, I don't want to
2: spoil any awards that are coming up. But in one of my other awards, I do have in my rundown of reasons why I'm giving somebody another award. Uh, something very similar to you, Barry. I wrote lost to a fifty-year-old Tio Ortiz in his own promotion. So <laughs> someone might be coming up on the stage for a second award. We, we might be
1: hearing more about Alberto Del Rio uh, later on. Yes, I think. Um, might, I'll go now. Flop of the year. I've got a few runners up. I'm gonna. T- to me, flop of the year is not just that they flopped, but that they actually had potential. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just something that was shit. It was something that was hyped, or that we were excited about, and then just didn't work. It was a complete disaster. Uh, a few honourable mentions to so Zach Ryder, oh, yes, uh, was, uh, who, who who just did an amazing job with his YouTube show very early on, before every wrestler started doing podcasts, before they were all kind of on social media building themselves up. He had that YouTube show, which was just brilliant. Look forward to that every kind of episode. Um, He did an amazing job of creating that kind of character and creating kind of little gimmicks and stories and and just little traits to his personality. He then, of course, incurred the wrath of WWE, who treated him like a complete jobber, despite the fact that when The Rock returned for his first (laughs) match in, what was it, like eight, seven, eight years, whatever it was. Yeah, oh, my God. (laughs) The fans in New York were chanting Zack Ryder oh yeah uh, woo, 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 woo. I love all that shit yeah no worries uh, oh you know yeah it. you know it <laughs> I love all that shit yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and you know did WWE capitalise of course they didn't because they're idiots um, so that was really disappointing and that's kind of I uh, still kind of really annoyed by that and I don't think I ever got over the goodwill that they flushed away with that um, just kind of losing the trust of the audience um, other mention is Nexus. Oh. A, a brilliant angle, one of the best angles of the decade. Um, we'll get to that later. But when they brought those ten guys out after the, the NXT kind of sh- game show <laughs> and debuted them as this kind of new hot new faction, it was it was fantastic. They didn't go all the way with it. They should have had, like, Wade Barrett beat John Cena. They should have had mm. them dominate more. They didn't really go all the way with it. And I think it could have been so much bigger than it was. And um, mm. they kind of ended up... I feel in a way The Shield were a kind of, um, you know, follow-up to Nexus mm. in kind of many ways, in a more, much more successful version. But I feel like Nexus could have could have done so much more. Especially what was great about it was that so many of those guys weren't even that good. It was like Michael Tarver and... He Slater and these other jabronis, but putting them in that high angle just kind of showed you what you can do with the right creative. But it didn't they didn't go anywhere. Um, as Barry mentioned, Lucha Underground as well, which for a while was I think probably our favourite promotion. and was putting yep. on some really, really, really good stuff. You know, good good wrestling, really kind of innovative um, sort of style as well with the the promos and the way it was, the cinematic way it was filmed. The um, Alberto de Rio showing up at the end of EastEnders in the Queen Vic moment. Um, Go home, the show is over. Oh no, I see. he's just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> he's Alberto El But you already knew that. Uh, and Dario. I still remember the word for word, it was like this
2: Dario quit. Oh, he was, he was great. I have
1: a special opportunity. Yeah, think... It's so freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. it was uh, great but I think I think they just didn't have enough to kind of follow through yeah. with it and the kind of inconsistent scheduling and the ratings and everything just meant it didn't work um, my runner-up for flop of the decade is the third hour of Monday night raw <laughs> <laughs> Can't when can't remember when this was added. It was pretty early in the decade, wasn't it? The third hour of Oh, uh, yeah, it was like
0: 2012,
1: I think. It really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, been yeah. A long time. God, it has been most of the decade. Fucking hell. And um. I, I just I remember when that was kind of mooted and it everyone thought it sounded like a terrible idea and that it would be disastrous. And although it didn't, you know, kill off WWE or anything, and in fact they're making you know, bazillions from TV deals, I think it more than anything it has had the biggest kind of negative effect on their product. and um, just taking that show to three hours is just way too much for a show it's kind of stretched everything it burnt out stars it's made the same matches over and over again it's, it, and yeah you can kind of see the ratings have dropped like a like big stone throughout the decade from you know doing like what was it five million viewers near the, near the start of 2010 so kind of less than two million now uh yeah there was a there was
0: a a tweet floating around because they they just scraped above two million last week which is tragic um and there was a tweet going around comparing this to the, the remember the big january 4th show that kicked off this decades yeah um the, yeah it was, it was something in the ballpark of five or five million uh for that show
1: yeah crazy crazy um yeah, so that, that has been disastrous, but my flop of the decade is going to go to someone who I actually think he's really, really good, um, someone who very kind of talented, who when, when he first kind of pinned by most people, including myself, as the next big thing, uh, and that is the big dog, Roman Reigns, Ooh. Um, the man who went on to main event, what was it, four WrestleManias in a row? Yeah, uh, in, a, in a Hulk Hogan esque um, rally, but it, it just never worked. I don't think it ever. They ever achieved what they wanted to achieve with Roman Reigns, and I don't pin the blame on him at all. I think WWE just wanted him to be something that he wasn't. They ignored his strengths. They tried to have him cut really stupid promos. Mm. Um, they. They put him in situations where they wanted him to look strong, but they just went so over the top. They backfired, like that that Royal Rumble where he kind of eliminated everyone, and you know the Rock came out and got booed out of the building. Oh, I oh, remember that. Remember that moment? Um, oh, I love that
2: moment so much. God, it was hilarious.
1: Yeah, and again, it's such a shame. I think Roman Reigns is brilliant. I think he's really good in the ring. I think he's got great intensity, great charisma. But they somehow contrive just to not make it work. And again, WrestleMania after WrestleMania, they had him come up short and just just look like a goof, um, to the point where now you know he's kind of still hanging around. He's not main eventing anymore. Maybe they still want to do something with him, but I, it, I think it was a real missed opportunity.
0: Very good. I, I think
1: that's a, I think that's a
0: great pick, I, I think I think the story of Roman is the is the story of the decades. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and yeah and the story of WWE's decade as well I mean just uh, you know pushed them too hard and then when they would beat him it would be at the absolute wrong time just yeah I, I think that's a a, a perfect pick um, and with that we will we will throw over to Paul I mean that was quite an extensive list Joe had predictably this fucking this category is bumming me out now so I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we'll throw it to Paul what's uh, what's the pick here Paul or what's the, what's the honourable mentions and then the pick
2: Oh, many, too many to, to, to get through here. Um, I've mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. flop of the decade, honorable mentions, uh, Sin Cara, who was already mentioned. Uh, he was kind of Trin yep. first big signing as well, which kind of amplifies his failure. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of a recent one, mm-hmm. a little bit of a recent one. But I can't see how Cain Velasquez turns out to mean anything, given the way he was introduced. Oh. Take oh wow! Take a big muscly uh, fucking MMA guy who can do flips and uh, have him have a one minute boring MMA fake fight with Brock Lesnar, and he's always, his goose is cooked. He's done. He will never amount to anything. Is he? Is he?
1: Is he even? What's he doing? Is he
0: still there? He's not signed. I don't think. I think he signed to AAA, and they just worked out. A team. No, he was signed. I, I, I believe he was signed.
2: Didn't
0: they do it like well, a big press, press They signed him. Yeah.
2: The fact that we don't know speaks volumes. I don't remember that at all. Um, I've got Ring of Honor as well. Yes. Ring of Honor. um, Oh, 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 yes. Good choice. Good choice. Especially with the recent stupidity on their side. But even like, you know, start of the decade, they were still kind of, along with PWG, the hot indie promotion. You don't hear much about Ring of Honor anymore. uh, Unless it's bad stuff. No. CSP hot prospect of the decade Michael Tarver. What happened to him? He was supposed to be better than (laughs) uh, Wade Barrett. Um, And I'm also... I don't know who said that. that. I've also given uh, honorable mentions to Brock Lesnar who came in steaming hot in 2012 with that excellent match with John Cena uh, and then proceeded to not bother his hole for the rest of the decade, having five minute matches whenever he could and they were all shite apart from like two. Uh, that,
0: that, that's harsh,
2: that's harsh now <laughs> and uh, of course CM Punk um, but my flop of the decade is Impact Wrestling remember where they were at the start of the decade Barry, you just mentioned that January uh, uh, January 4th show, Hulk Hogan's coming in, Jeff Hardy's coming back yep. it seemed like Impact you know, they had they, gone for the Monday Night Wars to come back it seemed like they, were, they weren't going to win but they had a little something and uh oh it's been yeah. all downhill ever since <laughs> it's been all downhill ever since to think that they used to get made fun of for their yeah. 1 million uh, viewers a week you know every week 1.0 1.
0: 1. point. which is now which is better than what AEW which is better what the, the savior of the business AEW is doing now um exactly yeah it's like if you when you think about this award if you if you want to just look at it and again perfect for this show because we, we've we documented so much of it I mean if you want to talk about where they were on January first versus where they are now, um like just down, 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 down and like like you said, they were they were kind of laughed at for being consistently middling for so long, but my god, when that whole Vince Russo situation went down once they lost Spike, it wasn't just, oh, they went down a tier. They tumbled and tumbled and tumbled and tumbled. Shittier network to shittier network to shittier network. Less people in attendance. Less, less house shows. No house shows after a while. Oh, my God. P- you know, going bankrupt, going to court. People having this weird pissing contest to see who can own it, even though it's, you know, worthless. it looks to be the most worthless like just yeah a a sad state of affairs and the hogan thing i mean that seems like i that just seems like a a, you know two decades ago it just seems so far back
2: yeah i mean they're they're, they went from the point of being on spike tv prime time on mondays against raw to shooting live streams on josh matthew's phone Oh,
0: that! Oh my God! Oh, I forgot they did that this year. Good luck. To and them. Josh Matthews having to ask someone to have his phone back. Oh no! Oh
2: no! Impact. Why? It's a and to think. Obviously, we're going back further, but like in the mid two thousands, Impact was my favorite thing to watch. The X Division in its prime, and yeah, it all kind of, as you said, started to fall apart right around January fourth, two thousand and ten. Oh well. Mm.
0: Right. What's next? I think that's I think that, that's a tremendous category, lads. I think we've I think we've, we've we've covered some some bases there. All right. So we'll we'll switch to the positives here uh, for a while. Uh, let's talk about moment of the decade now. Um, uh, now this, this is going to be, you know, we're going to do our positive awards here for a while. And to be fair, I think there has been uh, uh, some tremendous ones. Uh, I I went first last time, so uh, Joe, why don't you go?
1: Okay, I'll kick things off. So I've got I've got quite a few good moments of the decade. Um, I think despite it being a kind of very mixed ten years, there's been quite a lot of mad shit happening in terms of promotions, dying WWE splashing loads of money out to bring people back kind of just lots of weird shit, which has added up to some, some really great moments. Um, so a few, a few kind of honorable mentions. We'll say, um, the fans hijacking triple H's promo. Um, when he was, I think it was, he was announcing the Randy Orton John Cena unification match. And the fans started chanting for Daniel Bryan, and just would not stop um That was a brilliant moment of the fans kind of take, taking over and making their voice heard of course Daniel Bryan's big shitty eating grin was was funny as well um the end of the streak um don't really need to say too much about that. it was obviously shocking and something you'll never forget um Brock Lesnar's return um much anticipated. He comes in, he does the little dance, kicks John Cena's hat, and we were very, very happy. Um, no, the we, were, we
0: were happier about the hat than anything else. That was the best part, really.
1: Um, and then he came back and had some great, some really, really unique, good matches for a while until he got bored and fat and wanted to go back to MMA. But anyway, it was good while it lasted. Um, Daniel Bryan's retirement, um, which was obviously didn't actually last a decade, but was a very kind of emotional. Uh, moment. Um, actually, funnily enough, I was thinking about this. So, Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Shawn Michaels all retired um, in the past decade. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shawn Michaels came back, and it looks like Edge is coming back as well. So, basically, fuck wrestlers, they can never stay retired. <laughs> um, other than I mentioned, the debut of AEW on TNT, which was a, a really kind of emotional and fantastic moment after oh god what has it been you know the nearly 20 years of WCW being off air to have kind of another company coming back being on TNT was, was absolutely fantastic um, I mean it's early days <laughs> things have trailed off slightly shall we say for AEW Dynamite um, but we'll, we'll see it's only been a, actually only been a couple of months um, another moment which I was there to see live was Seth Rollins cashing in money in the bank in the main event of Wrestlemania which was Um, completely unexpected uh, and also just a fantastic moment which I marked out for like a big old dirty mark Um, but my top three uh, number three would be the debut of AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble Um, something that was kind of rumoured we knew he left New Japan with the the rest of the Bullet Club and Shinsuke Nakamura but when he actually kind of walked out and confronted Roman Reigns my um, heart was kind of pounding. It was it was a really exciting moment. Um, second is a moment that I w- had waited for for many, many years. And it just so happened that in uh, February 2016, I had a couple of months off before starting a new job. And I was staying up, um, watching Raw, playing Portal 2, mm-hmm. um, and... Luckily, one of those weeks saw the return of one Shane O'Mac, <laughs> Shane McMahon, which had been long awaited. It was something that people were like, oh, man, when's Shane going to come back? When's Shane going to come back? He's been gone for years. You know, He's fallen out. He's when's he going to come back? No one ever kind of really expected it to happen. And then one random Monday night he did. Uh, and that was actually the episode of Raw I watched. <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode since then. That was, what, four years ago? Because um, I find, kind of feel like wrestling was completed when, when Shona Mac returned. Uh, so that was a great moment. But I'm going to give Moment of the Decade to CM Punk's Pipe Bomb promo. Um, bit of an obvious pick, but it was just so good and ignited this kind of character, this storyline, this kind of sense of feeling that, that wrestling could actually um, be good again. Uh, it didn't last. But the actual moment itself was fantastic. pipe Ball Promo moment of the decade,
0: very good, great, great pick. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, as good a moment as you said, it was maybe an obvious one, but there's there's a reason for that. I yeah. mean, that is that is the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Paul, do you want to go?
2: I will go. Um, so I've got a lot of ones that are already mentioned, of course. Um the Nexus debut would be an honourable mention for me. See, my moment mm. of the decade. I I like those moments where, for seconds, you're you're transported back to, to little ten year old Paul, watching Live Wire of a Saturday morning, right? where you kind of lose yourself in in being uh, mm-hmm. a smart Mark, and you just think, Oh my God, what's happening? Oh, This is real. uh oh, it is real to me. Damn it. Oh. That's, they're the moments I like where, where you just where you, where you get legitimately surprised by something and, and you just kind of, you know, because it takes you by surprise, you kind of lose yourself in it. So Nexus debut, of course. Um, Brock Lesnar's yeah. return. I really loved when Batista returned um, recently enough with Evolution. Yeah. yeah the l- interplay of Triple H. I, I really loved that. Um, Undertaker losing the streak. Um, obviously, a couple of personal OTT-related moments. Walter beating Devlin. Star beating Devlin. Um, Daniel Bryan being cleared to compete on that day—that was kind of like a what? Oh my God! AJ Styles debuting at the Rumble. Joe mentioned the John Moxley interview with Chris Jericho was kind of uh, eye-opening. I thought um, Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, Shawn Michaels. I love you to Ric Flair. Uh, sorry, I love you. Resume twenty-four.
0: Wait, that wouldn't be this decade. Strike that off well, the that list. Wasn't this decade, but it's a, that was that was a lovely moment we'll talk about it anyway It was the last decade a uh,
2: couple of little ironic ones because um, I love I also love when wrestling is bad uh, I love your pop has got to be up there uh, I, can't feel my <laughs> le- I can't feel my legs Paul you're going to be on there also not this decade uh, yes it
0: is the million dollar menu was like 2011 wasn't it oh, that was the no. same year as the flair of Sean match was <laughs> it Oh my god! Yeah, that was genuinely 2008.
2: Oh fuck it out. Okay.
0: You are old.
2: <laughs> um, my number one, hopefully, it was this decade. Is uh, the return of the rock when he
0: was announced as the host? It of was rock this Radio. decade. That was a great shout. Um, and that, like, that ended up being like his best segment he would do in his entire comeback. <laughs>
2: Because it seemed like he would never come back for a while. He'd been gone, like, eight years, seven years at that point. With no hint that he was ever going to come back. And then uh, the way they built it with, like, the the lights flashing and the electricity going around the room. And they did the weird thing as well, that before he came out, they showed a limo pull-up. And then, like, a woman getting out of it. I don't think that was ever explained what that was about. But obviously it was a a red herring. Literally, literally just for the sake of being a red herring. Yeah then The Rock come out, oh it was tremendous yeah and he gave a great little 10 minute, 15 minute promo or whatever it was oh it was brilliant, brilliant to have The Rock back I loved
0: it um, so for mine, uh, you just mentioned there something that, you know, moments you enjoyed because they were a bit shit or because they encapsulated wrestling being shit, I just posted this clip yesterday on uh, uh, Twitter but I think it was the week after Shane came back uh Vince was setting up their big confrontation, which ended up not being an actual match for some reason. Uh and Vince I don't know if he forgot his lines or something, but he goes to shady goes, You know what? one more chance. I'll give you a fucking beating
2: <laughs> Oh, we we gotta mention it all, sorry Barry. Cut across. Um the Hulk Hogan Bischoff backstage from Impact that one time that we we post randomly yeah. on Twitter every now yeah. and then. I'm tenning my toes, oh, brother.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Anderson, yeah. And, As, uh, <laughs> and that was that was setting up the pay per view main event for two days later. I believe <laughs> it was. Oh, was so Listen. As much as TNA was the flop of the decades, they, they, they Hogan and Bischoff had some great segments. Do you know who was they great as well? Great a little tag
2: team no one in the world remembers. But if you think back, had some great little backstage segments. Bully Ray and Scott Steiner. Yes. That yeah. is a that's a deep what? cut. English. Uh, I got freaks nine well, days uh, in a week, Jack.
0: So uh, back to moments of the decade. A lot, a lot of the great ones have already uh, uh, been uh, uh, been mentioned. Um, uh, Obviously, yeah, the the initial Nexus debut that was that was in fact um, uh, this uh, this decade. Um, here's one. Here's one you might have forgotten, lads, but it was incredible at the time. Austin Aries winning the World Championship in TNA. How about that?
1: Hmm.
0: Um, uh, yeah. Uh, come on now. That was a great match at the time. That was great stuff. Uh, Robert Roode. Uh,
1: yeah, I remember that being good. Yeah. But it, it's a bit fuzzy. Um,
0: uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, yeah, so you mentioned Daniel Bryan being cleared. Uh, you had Roman Reigns announcing he was in remission on Raw. That was a nice moment. Mm um uh we had of course the t- we mentioned january 4th a couple of times we had bret hart come back to wwe uh mm. do, the, yeah. do the handshake with listen that was good before it got shite that was good before it got shite uh which is very much the story of, of about WWE's- 10 minutes uh it's a shame we're mark not doing henry winning the world championship. oh mark well hopefully you have
2: another mark henry moment the one that i slipped my mind but um Oh, you better believe I'm talking
0: about that. I still got a lot left in the tank.
2: <laughs> but um, it's a shame we're not doing worst matches and, and you know, worst awards because worst match of the decade, Vince McMahon Bret
0: Hart. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. Horrendous. Uh, but, yeah, Mark Marconi should have won the world title again after that John Cena thing. That was so good. Um. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I'm reaching into my brain, trying to trying to get all this. Uh, um, let me see. Uh, Kevin Owens turning on Sami Zayn and NXT. I mean, just as a big indie nerd, that was so cool to see them continuing that. Um, uh, yeah, as yeah, I actually didn't watch the pipe bomb live, but oh my god, that was probably the last time I remember waking up and the buzz about what had happened on Raw. Was uh, was so 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 tangible. Um, uh, yeah, Paul mentioned a number of the OTT moments. Uh, Super Dragon coming back to PWG like that was back when I was all about the PWG. That was an incredible moment. Really, really incredible. Uh, let me see. What else do we have here? Oh, I feel like there's a. I feel like I had some in my head there that were that were. Uh, um overlooking uh, death of the ultimate warrior as, as a great moment <laughs> ah, ah. the release of ty
2: dillinger yeah oh
0: uh, Jesus. uh just in general uh, double or nothing and in particular moxley coming through the crowd and oh yeah uh, oh yeah uh, that was really tremendous. Uh, in, in relation to the John Moxley interview that you mentioned, uh, I thought about the CM Punk interview with Cole Cabana. Of course. Um, uh, I mean, God, I don't know if you remember, but trying to get that download because the servers were going down. Everyone was going crazy oh, about yes. it. Yes,
1: I think um, I listened to it on YouTube. So, so, so some kind.
0: It. Yes, some kind. So of posted on YouTube. That was um, uh, you know very very nice of them um I distinctly remember uh, Eddie Kingston's promo in Chikara where he, you know he talked about Larry Sweeney after he passed away dedicated his his title win which he would then go on he would go on to win the title to him that was just a really really tremendous uh thing um trying to think God, I, 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 we shouldn't definitely be allowed. I feel like there has to be other good moments Oh, the 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 Becky Lynch bloody face moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, really, really, really excellent stuff. Uh, the age retirement was was uh, was was very bittersweet. Um, but uh, yeah, and then obviously you guys mentioned the load. But my my definitive moment of this decade is Daniel Bryan winning the title at WrestleMania thirty. Oh. Uh that's that that is the rare pitch perfect WrestleMania main event in terms of a match and an ending. You know, and he, he held both the belts up and he got the confetti and he got all the crowd and it's like we can talk a lot about all the all the misfires. All the misfires. We could do a separate podcast just about them. WWE's misfires of the decade, but on that night they got it all right. I mean and that the, was the misfire
2: that, was... that that main event was originally just supposed to be Randy Orton
0: Batista. Uh but hey but in the end both of them being there helped and it was a great it match did, so I so, uh, love that moment absolutely love it and it's it's the one thing where, with the highs and lows of this Brian run uh, we will always have that yeah uh, so that's that's my moment of decade, and that's all three of us is it yeah uh, yep Alrighty, so there you have it. We have Moment of the Decade in the books. Next, we will jump in to Show of the Decade. And uh- um, I, I'll i kick this one off here uh, Honorable mentions uh, Joe, the Wrestlemania you went to Was uh, uh, 30, 31 That was a tremendous show The big Seth Rollins moment at the end um, A really fun undercard of stuff the, A show so good It inspired me to go to next year's Absolutely atrocious Wrestlemania um, So that was nice Uh, As mentioned, double or nothing, you know, uh, really good bell to bell, one tremendous match and a lot of cool moments. Uh, That was great. Um... Again, I mentioned the Dragon Comeback moment, but I would say a uh, PWG Steenwolf, Wolf, just PWG at their peak, top to bottom, absolutely tremendous card. Uh, just you know, obviously pre Indie Decimation, the card is just loaded with great names and a and a generic Osteen ladder match in the main event. Um, SummerSlam thirteen. Uh, which had Brock, Punk, and Ooh. Brian Cena, yeah, yeah. and I seem to remember a, a very solid undercard underneath that as well. Um, uh, but I will—I'll wrap this up, and I think I will go with a very obvious pick, but uh, I think it's—it's it's the best one nonetheless. Uh, Money in the Bank 2011—that um, might be WWE's zenith, uh, you know, in terms of. Just a phenomenal main event, but also just an, a really excellent undercard. Two great ladder matches, a great secondary world title match, one of the hottest crowds they've ever had, uh, and and a picture perfect ending. I mean, that is that is just great. That's WWE at their best. Um, uh, yeah, and that, that, of course, is the CM Paul John Cena show, of course, uh, if, if you don't recall. So, um, yeah, running the bank 2011 for me. Uh, what about you, Paul? Ooh, lots of good shows,
2: let me tell you. Um, OTT pick any of a bunch of them Um, I think my (laughs) personal favourite is Homecoming 1 which had uh, Speedball speedball and Keith Lee Zack Sabre Jr. against uh, the Kiwi Bus uh, whatever his name is Thomas Banks Banks. The ca- first cage match when it was new and exciting and not boring the second time they did it. Um, Kings of the North, uh, The Rapture. Um, you can pick any of a bunch. I won't go draw the OTT ones. Uh, same for NXT TakeOver. Pick any of a bunch of them. I think the best one oh, for yeah. me was the New Orleans with the six-man ladder match and um, I think it was yeah. Andrade and Aleister Black in the main. Fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, the... Tw- the <laughs> 2019 G1. Pick any of those shows. There was a lot of bangers on there. Um WrestleMania 31 was mentioned. Money in the Back 2011 was mentioned. Extreme Rules 2012 was also a, a fantastic little show. Mm. With uh, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and it had, of course, uh, Sheamus Daniel Bryan in that two out of three falls match. Mm, let me eat that up. That match was very good. But show of the decade for me, Barry mentioned already in one of his awards, but WrestleMania 30... Um With uh, the Daniel Bryan story, the end of the streak, albeit the match itself not being very good, but a very newsworthy show. And uh, that main event was just just fantastic. I think that's probably the most I've enjoyed a show uh, this year, or this decade, I should say.
1: Nice. Um... I've got a few, just a few honourable mentions. I think all of which have been mentioned. But NXT Takeover New Orleans with with the six man ladder match was brilliant. Most of the takeovers are brilliant. It was kind of difficult going through them to kind of just pick out one.
2: Yeah,
1: it's just been cons- consistently great shows. Um, AEW Double or Nothing, um, which of course was their, their first show in uh, in other than kind of the all all in. Um, which had that great Cody and Dustin Rhodes match, but also it was just a really fun and kind of promising show overall. Um, WrestleMania 30, as has been mentioned with the Daniel Bryan moment, but also with a great kind of undercard as well. i had like the shield being Kane and the new age outlaws and uh, Cesaro winning the battle royal the streak ending and everything. That was great. Um, the show that I attended WrestleMania 31, which was, um, not only great because I was there, it was my first WrestleMania, but it was a really good show as well, it was, like great ladder match. Uh Orton Rollins was great. The Triple H Sting match I enjoyed apart from the fact that Triple H one, which was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um scene of Rusev And then the main event which was great and as I mentioned before, the amazing cash-in uh, with Seth Rollins winning the title, which was brilliant. Um only thing that's bored that was what Michelle um Went to get us some fried chicken and chips, came back. Um, she said, Do you want the big piece of chicken? I said, No. She, of course, then ate the big piece of chicken. <laughs> Obviously, I did want it. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so Sorry, that this is my it. moment of the decade now. <laughs> yeah, um, so that happened. Um, married her anyway, so it turned out all right in the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rosemary Thermal was great, but I'm going to give show of the decade and um, this is actually the first time this evening that um, two people have gone for the same choice um i'm going for money in the bank 2011 as well um just a really good show just anticipated so so much more than probably any match um throughout the decade um and it, and it delivered exactly what what we wanted as well and it's one of those examples where Giving, giving the fans exactly what they want, exactly what you expect, is the right thing to do and completely welcome. Uh, so, yeah, Money in the Bank 2011. Very good. I don't uh, begrudge that as a pick. That's
2: a very good pick. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: excellent stuff. Uh, so, yeah, we steam onwards here. Now, this is one I have my pick. I don't even think I'm going to bother trying to do honourable mentions because the next award is match of the decade. We could sit here all day listing matches because as shite as wrestling has been, uh, there has been a whole lot of tremendous uh, uh, matches. I, I'll, I'll give it some very, 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 very quick. Um, uh, honourable mentions, uh, the first Devlin versus Walter singles match, uh, the one where Devlin lost the title. Yeah. Incredible match, incredible moment, incredible atmosphere. And even the other also excellent entries in the chapter have not quite met the heights of that first match to me. So that's so that's an honourable mention. Uh, Punk Cena, obviously, we've, we've I mean, Punk and that storyline are a common denominator throughout these awards so far. Um, we'll have to give a mention to that, and also just all the all the sequels, all the follow ups to that match. Like even a year later, when Punk returned heel, like we're all great. Those two had tremendous chemistry. Um, yeah, and the um, not a five star classic, but uh, the Shield's first match against Kane, Brian and Ryback. Yeah. Um, uh, uh okada versus omega from dominion the 100 minute fucking match or it's, i think it's only 17 uh but that is that is really tremendous um uh yeah but my uh my pick again i'm gonna harken back to to my my pwg heydays here uh is the three-way ladder match from uh their their um 2012 anniversary show which was the super smash brothers the young bucks kyle o'reilly and adam cole in just the most batshit insane ladder match ever it was the it was the benchmark when it happened i do not think it has been topped since in terms of uh in terms of spectacle but also in terms of uh, how well it was done You know, in terms of how well executed it was, how it was on just the right side of contrived without any stupid ladder contraptions. Uh, It lives in infamy on this show as the thing where Paul watched it, loved it, and then complained about Adam Cole getting up after a tombstone Uh, (laughs) uh, after 30 seconds. But uh, that match is um, just. I I, I really watched it not long ago. It is just unbelievable. It's so, so phenomenal. If you like just high octane just insane insane uh uh action movie wrestling and that is the 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 show for you if you have a, a subscription to the old high spots gimmick it's uh three mendes three is the name of the show and you can you can check it out there but um but yeah that's uh, that's my match of the decade i will vote for uh,
2: that match Having seen it, it's excellent. Adam Cole does get up after about fifteen seconds after a tombstone on the outside. <laughs>
0: that is correct. He was not lying. I'll say that for Paul. He was not lying. So now but, it's uh, now it's will... now it's
2: karma when people kick out of his Canadian destroyer. That's where you get fucking out. That's Paul. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. He wished on a monkey's paw to get over in that match. But anyway, <laughs>
1: uh, I'm gonna toss from here to Joe. Okay, thank you, Barry. Um so I'll run through a few honourable mentions. Um Okada versus Minoru Suzuki from Royal Quest, mm-hmm. uh, which is sure I went to live in the summer. Um I was a bit underwhelmed with some of the card, but then Jesus Christ, those two come out and had probably the second best match I've ever seen live after Brett versus Bulldog from SummerSlam ninety two. Um, So yeah, God, just such a good match. Absolutely loved it. Had us in the palm of their hand. Um, A strange one and a recent one. um, Private Party versus Young Bucks from Dynamite um, several weeks ago. Just a match that had me truly marking out, truly just wanting to see Private Party win, and just so overjoyed when they actually did it. Uh, And I didn't, I didn't expect a match to have me kind of feeling like that in 2019 so and it's the young bucks they are very very good um going back to 2015 uh royal rumble lesnar wait was that 2015 yes yeah, so was, yeah lesnar hell yeah lesnar versus rollins versus cena like what the fuck who expected that match to, to be that good that was like a, the mad max of wrestling matches just like came out of nowhere and went this is a fucking match and it god those three just really went at it what tremendous triple threat match um also from the royal rumble john cena versus aj styles where cena won the record world title that was phenomenal in front of the, the huge crowd absolutely loved that um tyler beat versus pete dunn um So they had two fantastic matches. The one I preferred was the first one from the UK tournament, the final of the UK tournament. Um, I'd heard a little bit about these guys going into that, but didn't know too much about them. And they just, God, they put on one hell of a contest. Really, really great stuff. And the follow-up match was great as well. Um, Punk Cena from Money in the Bank 2011, the main event, which was, as we discussed, was brilliant. But I'm going to give my match of the decade to a match from the february 25th edition of raw in 2013 um it was a match to decide who would go on to face the rock at wrestlemania uh it was cm punk versus john cena yes and it was absolutely tremendous this was a match where they pulled out the the power driver and the power bomb and yeah. all this shit I, I don't know what it was about it mate it was, it was perfect and those two guys just, love that match. just fucking nailed it and I just every whenever I was kind of thinking about all the matches of the year that's just the one that kept coming back and I'm thinking that was perfect I just couldn't see anyone better bettering that so that's that's my match of the decade CM Punk John Cena for Raw February 2013 Excellent
0: pick excellent pick Yep. Um, I love that match. Uh, Paul.
2: I just want to say, I forgot from my uh, moment of the decade list that time Randy Orton went to boot Sheamus, and Sheamus had the look of frightenedness on his face. So, just Oh, I, yeah! <laughs> well, that was the perfect moment. It was. It was perfect. That's what, you're, right, you're right. Perfect moment. Uh, match of the decade, honorable mentions for. A uh, couple of N- NXT Takeover matches: Andrade versus Gargano and Black versus Andrade. the fucking Andrade blood. He had some good matches in NXT. Let me tell you. Uh, Walter Devlin, Ott, uh, just a couple of OTT matches. Uh, Walter Osprey, Riddle, O'Reilly, Lee, Speedball, Kings of North, Rapture, British Strong Style, Angel Cruz, Be Cool, and Tyler Bate. Uh, Shingo versus GoTo from the G1 was my absolute favorite match in that tournament. Uh, also a question mark on when this happened because this was a while ago but uh, Minoru Suzuki against Tanahashi I don't remember when exactly it was but it was that one where Suzuki was selling the leg like a motherfucker Uh, I think that was 2012 Barry knows the one I'm talking about anyway but fuck yeah, so much much fun that match Um, uh, Becky Lynch against Sasha Banks from NXT TakeOver. Everyone talks about Sasha Banks-Bailey, but Becky Lynch-Banks was the real mm. best match in that series. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns from WrestleMania 31 has been mentioned. Uh, Ooh. If Ooh. only all of us could predict that that match would be... Was that over the burger well match?
0: As, that was the burger match. Um, would it get over... Oh, he pulled... He's really getting his digs in. He's really getting his digs in on this episode, isn't he? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would be good, and it was. That's all I'm saying.
2: Um, obviously, Undertaker <laughs> had some great matches uh, in the early part of the decade before he kind of fell to shit. He had a good CM Punk match in there. Um, I quite liked his Hell and Cell match with Brock Lesnar um, after their stinker at WrestleMania 30. They kind of came back and, and did justice by having a really good Hell and Cell match. Um, Brock Lesnar, John Cena from uh, Extreme Rules 2012. The the Shield versus the Rhodes family from Battleground. How about that one? Right, which one? The,
1: Shield. Oh, Shield what? Yes, 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 yes. The
2: Shield against Cody, yeah. Dustin, and old Dusty Rhodes. Oh, the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, Mustache Mountain undisputed era from NXT as well. But uh, match of the decade for me. It's already been given show of the decade twice. But it's My Match of the Decade, John Cena, CM Punk, Money in the Bank 2011. Ooh. For Very nice. obvious and already mentioned reasons.
1: Yeah. Excellent. All right
0: great stuff uh so that is our i think this i think this has been quite a fun retrospective we're getting down to real uh, real business now real neck cutting time uh we are going on now to the stupid idiot of the decades <laughs> um, this is an award frequently given to you know people who say things they shouldn't say or mess things up or they under. it's similar to lot but this is very much on an individual this is you know this yeah. is who, who's a shithead is kind of what this award is <laughs> and so now we're looking for and so now we're looking for for biggest shithead stupid idiot moron head face man uh of the decade and uh i, uh,
1: I went first last time so uh joe why don't you kick it off okay I could get, i'll kick it off i haven't got too many choices uh, it's quite a narrow field um I'm gonna say firstly, Dixie Carter um, for spending a shitload of money uh hiring a load of old farts and running t n a completely out of business um and then turning out to be deck from Ant and Dex cousin <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and just uh, all the shit she used to come out with, uh, all the lies and the bullshit she was, oh, ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, also, Enzo and Cass as joint stupid idiots of the decade. Mm. Um, don't really need to elaborate too much on that, but I think the sad thing is they were so over NXT. They were like the, the new, new age outlaws. They had that old shtick. They were just so good, and then it all kind of fell apart. As soon as they got split up, they kind of revealed their true idiocy. Um, another stupid idiot of the decade, a controversial one, because he's had a lot of praise tonight, it's CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. um, and I feel this is this is mainly for his MMA career, um, where he basically played the role of... Um, uh, in his boxing career, um, just getting repeatedly battered by professional fighters and having absolutely no business as a professional athlete, just a mix of hubris and ego um, and being indulged by Dana White and other people just, just ridiculous. He never should have been in any of those, any of those contests. However, all of those people pale in comparison to my nominee for stupid idiot of the decade. Someone we've already spoken about, It is Mr. Alberto Del Rio, aka Alberto el Patron, um, a man who was pushed to the moon by WWE. He was the, he was the kind of inverse Zack Ryder, um, given every opportunity, given world titles, given the big big hype, and kind of fumbled and dropped the ball time and time and time again. Had a massive falling out with WWE. Ended up going back and having an even worse run than he did the first time. He went to TNA and screwed them over. He went to countless other promotions and screwed them over. He had a relationship with Paige and I'm sure we can all kind of remember that. Absolute disaster. Yeah. Uh, thank God she got out of that seems to be with a uh, you know, very nice metal rock type guy now who treats her well. Um, and yeah as, as we mentioned now has his own MMA um, promotion uh, in which he got his arse kicked <laughs> by the the boring fella who was on Impact once
0: oh how did we not mention
1: August 1 warning for our moment <laughs> oh yeah uh, stupid idiot of the decade Alberto there we go.
0: excellent um yeah, uh, I'll go next. Um, uh, my stupid idiot of the decade is Vince McMahon. Paul.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I I I kind of wanted to steer away from from the old uh, the old classics, you know. S- same as every Christmas, you hear fucking hallelujah. You hear. Uh, <laughs> Slade, you hear Fair Wizard, yeah you know, yeah something else. Oh. So I've kind of with this I've I've have I've eliminated or omitted the kind of givens, you know, the Jim Cornets, the Vince McMahon's, the Dixie Carters. Of course them. Of course, Vince McMahon. Of course you're right, Barry, and Joe, you're right for having mentioned Dixie Carter, but they're like yeah. that's a low hanging fruit. Do you know what I mean? Um mm. Why? Why Vince
0: out of interest? Uh, look at the state of his shows he puts on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and also every every potential flop or or missed shot we've alluded to, or every shitty angle we hope for better for, it, it, the buck all stops at one place. Yeah. Let's... And then he, he goes on. He goes on the Steve Austin podcast. He's like, "Am I, I, I out of touch?" No, I am my don't let don't let my jowls confuse you, Steve. Uh, now, I, uh, now I haven't listened to the the po- podcast, but I understand there was some profanity on there. I, 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 I don't like that. And uh, then I then I pushed Pat Patterson in the pool. <laughs> uh, absolute absolute crock pot of a man. Absolutely out to lunch, maniac fool. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, this decade was also where he came out, and he goes, "Liverpool, it sounds like some kind of disease. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you cheer my wrestling show?" <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm
2: sorry. And, oh, and, he was and he's trying to bring the XFL back. That will only go well. Surely. And he's bringing. The XF mother effing L back. The, the flop of ever he's bringing back. Never mind the decade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the century. He's bringing back the flop of last decades. <laughs>
2: Um, So I've gone CM Punk, of course. I've gone WWE in general with, with their overthinking of everything, you know? The Big Red Cage... The big red cage with big red lights, the shaky cam brawls, the stupid angles, especially with like uh, Bray Wyatt with the house on fire and all that bullshit. Uh, Jeff Hardy, I've I've nominated as well as an honorary mention. Jeff Hardy, who just wakes yes. up to fuck up. That is is in he that is his essence <laughs> that he is a fuck up. Mm-hmm. He started the year with a. <laughs> <laughs> Without made, see him punk a motherfucking superstar, and he ends the year with a DUI. Good going, Jeff. You always figure out a way, even when it seems impossible. You always figure out a way to fuck it up, because that's who you are. But a uh, stupid idiot of the decade is Alberto Del Rio. He had it all. He had the looks. He spoke good English. He was he was the the archetype of that Mexican babyface superstar that Vince McMahon has always wanted under his Christmas tree he had it he has it all he somehow got released twice he got involved in some some hideous segments Uh, remember when he killed Santa Claus when he was a babyface that happened Um, Mm -hmm. he got into a relationship with Paige almost killed her and cost her her job I'm going to say that's pretty stupid uh, and then to top it off, God. he lost to, to Tito Ortiz in his own promotion. And lost his WWE belt to Tito Ortiz. Because um, that's what the gimmick of the fight was. If he had won, he would have won Tito's old UFC belt. Like, who gives a fuck about them? What? Um Christ. Yeah, he just managed to fall out with everyone in every promotion he worked with. Um yeah, I mean someone who 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 for all intents and purposes had everything and still couldn't make it work. Mm. Yeah. It has to be. Has to be. There's no one else no one else came close. Good
0: trust. Yeah. Good choice. Alrighty, so that concludes uh all but one award. Now we're getting down to the, the big one the big one that we've done uh, uh, for years now uh, this is our overall superstar of the year this is the total package award for the best wrestler of the decade um, uh, and it's exactly what it says on the tin we're talking matches we're tar- we're talking speaking which is why I'm not nominated we're talking. Uh, charisma. We're talking. We're talking everything. Everything that goes into making a, a wrestler good. um I suppose I'll kick it off here. Um, some honourable mentions. Uh, honourable mention to Pentagon Junior. Uh, honourable mention to Brock Lesnar. Mm. Honourable mention. Mm, to Kevin Owens. Uh, whew, I feel like this is going uh, Honourable mention to uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I'll cap that there for, for the honourable mentions. Uh, my overall total package, for better or worse... I think this individual always had the keys to be a great pro wrestler and and achieved great things this decade, is Mr. Daniel Bryan. Um, We we could do a whole separate podcast talking about the positives and negatives of his WWE run. It was obviously very, very flawed. I think there's a case you could make that as far as having Bryan Danielson employed for 10 years, you should expect better things than what we got out of WWE, and maybe even you think that's flop of the decade, but... I basically never put that down to him which may not seem fair, but whenever you watch the guy in the ring or you watch the guy pick up a mic he always brings the goods, I think he came on as a speaker, I think he came on as a character I think he came off uh, insanely human and likable, which is very difficult to do in WWE, and you know going into this decade he was the best bell to bell wrestler in the world, and I think while obviously the style was different and things changed and and he wasn't in the best environment i think he still proved he is an absolutely phenomenal uh, generational talent mm-hmm. and it was just this time last year we got the brock match and the aj matches and like like he he came back into his own there late last year as well i, I i've always loved this guy uh, from as early as i've uh, followed him and i think he generally held himself to an incredible standard in WWE as best he could with what they gave him so uh, so Daniel O'Brien is my wrestler of the decades, my total package of the decade, rather. Very good. Very good.
2: Can't argue with that. Although I now will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So when I, when I'm looking at total package of the year, I, I've kind of tried to eliminate anyone who had kind of a rough period for, a year or two so for example Ooh. i think i gave for at least one of the years i think i gave kevin owens total package of the year because he had you know some very good years yeah but i think he also had some periods where he kind of not phoned it in but he just wasn't as exciting especially when he moved to smackdown and he was doing that um us champion like chris jericho from 2008 kind of ripoff. You know, like he had some down periods mm-hmm. for me. So like, I've tried as as much as I can to kind of eliminate people who had periods like that. And I've I've kind of gone more for consistency, like someone who's been consistently at the top level throughout the decade. Um, or if not throughout the decade, at least since they've kind of come to prominence. OK, so some of my honorable mentions are maybe, you know, there might be total packages of the next decade, but that... Up until mm. this point, they've been of the standard that I kinda look for. So honourable mentions I've gone Becky Lynch. Uh Rhonda Rousey, although she's she albeit a very short uh time period, but when she was there I think she did as well as anyone could have possibly expected, like even better. Um she was my vote last year for total Package of the Year. Uh Will Ospreay, Samoa Joe, mm. Les champions, Chris Jericho. No one has, yes. no one has uh, recreated themselves as as well as he has. He, I th- he he is very much the the Madonna or the David Bowie of wrestling, in my opinion. <laughs> Matt Riddle, I think, is one for maybe the next decade. I think he's oh, think oh he's, yes definitely. He, he's always great. His promos for someone who could very easily fall into the RVD. Kind of tight casting of dude. I think his problem was are, are very charismatic and very good. Uh, Shayna Baszler, equally.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. I, I consider Phoenix the best wrestler in the world today, for example. Uh, they're all my, my honorable mentions, but Total Package of the Decade is someone who I don't know that I've ever seen them have like a bad month. Never mind. A bad year or a bad really, run—they're always consistently good, and they they consistently reach heights that other people never have. And it's although it falls out of this decade, it's a man who's in my all-time favorite match, and that's little little Alan Jones Styles. <laughs> um, he's that's my, a great pick. He's my total package of the decade. He's always great, even. Fifteen years after his peak, he's still better than ninety-five percent of the roster. mhm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: And and you know, a criticism you could you could maybe have have leveled with him at the start of the decade was that his promos weren't quite as good. But I think he's there as well. You know, at the end of the decade, yeah. I think he's there. So, just Styles for me. <laughs> oh, good choice. Pull this is a tough one. So there, this is the tough one. This was the toughest of all the ones um, for me to, to single one person in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, honorable mentions to Becky Lynch. Mm. I has been a fantastic promo. Uh, plenty of good matches as well. Um, personal favourite of mine, Asuka, who <laughs> is just one of the best workers in WWE. It has been since she arrived. Uh, yeah. And I think her kind of. Although promos, she does not do too many promos. That kind of personality and character are fantastic as well, and really come across. Um, Chris Jericho, the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly on the strength of this AEW run, he's just been absolutely fantastic, and it's great to see him having fun. Um, just enjoying pro wrestling. Uh, celebrating with a little bit of bubbly. But even uh, even did, his
2: just, even his the list of Jericho phase we didn't even mention moments of the decade, yeah. the festival of friendship. Yeah,
1: you know. Yes. Yeah. 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 Jericho, fantastic. Um, got to give an honorable mention to CM Punk as well. Um, although he was only around for the first three years of the decade, uh, I mean they were some three years. Yeah. Um, for nearly five hundred days as WWE champion, Money in the Bank. The Pipe on promo, Summer of Punk. He was great. Um AJ Styles. Absolutely. Um his debut at the Royal Rumble. Um so many great matches uh, since coming to the WWE. and of course the whole New Japan run as well was was fantastic. Um in second is someone who at this, when we started this podcast, I probably really hated Oh, uh, someone who I thought was massively overrated, who I didn't really want to see, who I th- thought could needed to do a huge amount of work to, to improve his sort of in wing ability and his promos, but who, going through my matches of the decade today, he, he was in four out of the top five. Oh. It is uh, the franchise, Mr. John Cena. Um. I know this hasn't been his decade, really. It was, you know, the previous decade was, was where he came to prominence. But you look back at the matches he had with Punk, with AJ, with the, the Lesnar matches, uh, you know, that first Lesnar match, where which was absolutely insane. The other Lesnar match where he got destroyed. It, just so many matches, so many different angles. The promos, he kind of dialed down a lot towards the later on his run. Scene is just great. However, number one is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Is someone who, when he debuted, he stuck out like a sore thumb on the first series of NXT, but quickly in a match with Chris Jericho proved that he was one of the most exceptional wrestlers in the world and then continued to prove that for several years and despite being incredibly poorly treated by WWE rose to the top as the cream often does at WrestleMania 30. He was crowned WWE champion um, beating Batista and Randy Orton in the main event. He then kind of had a shitty time of it after that, still produced some good matches, went away for a little while, was an absolutely fantastic um, kind of personality, even though he was retired, so on Talking Smack, uh, and as a I think he was commissioner or general manager, I can't remember now, but, you know, as an authority, he was fantastic as well. He came back, he had brilliant matches, he had an absolutely fantastic match with Kofi Kingston at uh, WrestleMania. He's not only a great wrestler and someone with a fantastic personality and a charisma who's really developed that side of things, he's also a marvellous man outside of the ring as well. An environmentalist, a leftist, someone who rages against the forces of late capitalism and globalism. A man who made um, the Divas show Watchable. He is Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan, wrestler of the decade.
2: Well, there you go. I I, I I think um I think you and Barry are quite well aligned. I think I was always the one a little bit off, but 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 given the mm-hmm. same the same in different awards, it was kind of weird. But I think we're all more or less the same.
0: Yeah, no, I thought, I thought. I thought that was a very difficult task, but I think we we've summed up the decade quite well there. If I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are the awards,
2: and since every year we can only give one true total package, Daniel Bryan is total package of the decade. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Majority vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't argue uh, well for a
0: minute. Well done, Mister Daniel Son. <laughs> uh and obviously if you have uh takes about the wrestling or the non-wrestling decade in review you can of course pop over to chairshoppodcast.com and send us an email uh with those opinions in we'd love to hear from you with regards to that um so that is our year in review we will of course be back uh, with uh, uh, you know your regularly scheduled program uh, where we'll be talking about our, our our weekly intake of games, movies, TV, wrestling, and all that other stuff uh, in short order. Will we say? Will we say leave it till the new year? I mean, because obviously, well, you know, mean, uh, we've got this done for this week. We or, have
2: we have coming up right our next episode. We probably won't get a chance to record next week. It'll probably be in the new year. Our next episode will have to be our twenty nineteen of the year awards. And then we have to do our, our... I guess, yeah. And then we have to do our uh, prediction show. So we, we probably won't have a normal show yeah. until the third week of January. So look forward to that.
0: Oh, uh, well, that's all right. Who's doing anything in these next few weeks? I mean, all I'm going to be doing is sleeping anyway. So, oh, um, okay. so that's grand, yeah. So next year. So will we say we'll reconvene... So obviously, will we reconvene on the 5th? Yeah. yeah, Sounds good. Okay, so we'll have, we'll, have, we'll have the holiday period off. We'll pop back on the 5th. And yes, 2019 awards. Year in review. And we'll, we'll run through most of those awards again, but just specifically within the context of this year. Uh, and again, if you have any 2019 awards you want to send us, you can go to chairshoppodcast.com as well uh, and send us those via email. But... With all that said and done, I hope you enjoyed this decade in review show, folks. It has been it is coming up. We're we're about a month out. It has been a decade of the Chair Shop podcast. We have been here uh, for for this insane uh, twisty, turny, uh, unpredictable decade of wrestling. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening this year. Uh, thank you much, very much for supporting and, and coming back and emailing and following on Twitter and blah, 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 doing all that stuff, you know, just contributing to the show in all your little ways. Um, uh, and yeah, we'll be back uh, in the new year with more. Onwards to the next decade. Um, uh, but with all that said it is a farewell and a good night and a Merry Christmas Happy New Year, Happy Holiday whatever you're celebrating, please enjoy please be safe uh, and you know, uh, enjoy your, your family time if that's how you're spending it uh, from myself uh, Paul, do you want to bid farewell to the people for the holidays? Have a good holiday,
2: don't drink and drive Jeff Hardy all
1: right. <laughs> and you Joe Yes Merry Christmas everyone. Uh, it's been a hell of a decade. Who thought that anyone would allow us to, to get all the way to December 2019 when we started this in February 2010? Oh but we did it We did it just about. And, uh, thanks to thanks to everyone listening, but even more than that, thanks to you two guys, Barry and Paul, for being wonderful colleagues, companions and broadcast colleagues Oh can I change couldn't, that, couldn't I change that to my moment
2: dictates. of the decade
0: oh, Wow! Uh,
2: wait like, a minute we love it it's a little bit like the Oscars that one year where they read out La La Land and that was not the winner breaking news best friends of the year is Joan <laughs> Barry there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright everyone we'll be back in the new year have a happy holiday season and we'll talk to you again very very soon Bye-bye. bye bye